If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's first. Blah As I was drinking it, I was just, as I'm swallowing, I'm going, Graham's right. Oh my God, this is the worst stuff I've ever had. So, um, uh, but I, I <laughs> that being said, I highly recommend it. <laughs> okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with the octopus of global control author himself, Charlie Robinson friend of the show. We frequently read it from his book. Charlie's just a fantastic guy. We've gotten along great from day one. And uh, yeah, it's a fantastic chat. Of course, he's helping us move uh, towards getting David Icke on the show. Of course, Icke is like blowing up again these days and this London Real stuff. I was actually talking to his son Garrett again today. Poking the bear. He says they're just like so busy over there, but it is going to happen. I don't know when, but I, hey, the more you that tweet them on Twitter and say, hey, to come on the show, it never hurts. There's been more than once a guest has gotten on the show because a random listener has tweeted them. Nice. Actually, a lot of times it's Cyrus, not super yeah. random. A lot of times it's Cyrus. Cyrus seems to be the guy. Who gets Thanks, Cyrus. First time, long time. First time, long time. Cyrus. Cyrus the virus. And there you got Graham. First time, long time. Dunlop. How's it going, buddy? How was the, uh, you went on a little, uh. 14 hour road trip. Yeah. That, that was, was good. Like yeah. yeah Walkabout almost. Yeah. It was good. It was a long, long day. And that was it right after the gathering? After your gathering. Yeah. Are we yeah. calling it my gathering? I'm, I'm grateful these days because in the little town we live in, which is close to Calgary, I call it the Grand America Gathering. There's little too. Well, I didn't know I would have invited. I didn't know I would have invited more friends. Yeah, you shouldn't have invited I didn't everyone. know uh, there was an open. I thought it was your thing. So I didn't intrude. No, no, it was and, open invite. I thought I made that pretty clear. No, I don't know. I, when I was invited like, a whole bunch of people. I thought but. when I invited everybody in the chats, you kind of <laughs> it kind of opened it up. Or did you miss that? I'm, well, I, yeah, I totally oh. missed that. Yeah, I invited the entire chats. I said anyone oh. who can make it, make. Because it was a non. Because I want to. I thought you were keeping under level. No, no. What I want, no, COVID, I, don't, right? I don't give a fuck. And I think they upped it to fifty anyway. But anyway, because I want to go back and forth and do one month that it's like kind of low key family and friends because the kids will be there and i want to encourage other people bring the kids no this is the opposite Uh, okay yeah it would have been good to have more yeah i would have invited more people i didn't invite anybody i thought it was your thing who would you invite no no, no, no. we'll talk about later oh yeah okay anybody somebody at least one person yeah (laughs) i mean there's a lot of your people here yeah brady was super grateful that you invited him the handler of course dropped out last minute yeah classic Classic James. James move is he's yeah. coming. Right, I, I had messaged him the day before. He's still coming tomorrow. Oh yeah, yeah, I'll be there. <laughs> day of no, no, coming. <laughs> Anyways, okay, yeah, it was good. But I'm grateful. I'm like walking around this uh, town and shopping at Safeway or whatever. And there's like two percent of the people have masks, maybe. And oh, nobody's yeah. ridicul- nobody's ridiculing you. I see people today masks with the down below their nose, like 
Are they you just doing it because like they think the they time? have to? No, like, no, you know just, what? Yeah. But hearing what's going on in the States, I people, feel so grateful that we're living in this place where people just... I noticed they, this thing where some people like keep their mask down, not on their nose, or some people even just on their chin, so that they can pop it on when they go into a store or something. Yeah, but this is somebody working in a store. Oh. <laughs> Well, whatever. He probably I, just has to do it. I don't know. Anyways, I and feel, he's like, I can't fucking breathe. This is bullshit. Yeah. And who sneeze? Who coughs out their nose? I guess you sneeze out your nose. I, anyways, I feel grateful for being in a place where Calgary's not, not bad being, either. We're not being ridiculed. I don't know what it's like downtown, long. Cause I it's actually downtown it's while, so. it's not bad. It's not yeah. bad at all. Yeah, I feel like it's pretty pretty reasonable spot right now to be. It's Alberta, baby. I mean, it's, we're, we're, we're kind of authoritarian in some ways, and, you know, there's some laws in the what? books. That, well, like you're talking about some vax laws and stuff that you can see coming right, down the pike. Right, and, yeah. You know, we're super pro-oil and pro-pipeline. But, I mean, good luck coming and taking away. You know, we're like the Texas. We're as Texas as it gets. In Canada. In Canada. Yeah. We're, we're, we're yeah. like Canada's Texas. We kind of belong to the flyover states of America, really. Yeah. We're more like that. There's probably a lot more. Well, that's not true. There's a lot. I mean... All of Canada's kind of rednecky, hunty sort of, no, except for the cities. No, no, no. Yeah, no, it's, dude, no, I mean, it's just the cities. Because yeah. I know people that come from BC that are har- yeah, extreme totally. hunters yeah, no, and extreme you're right, fishers. You're right. It's Vancouver. Yep. It's more of a metropolis yep. versus not. Yep. As soon as you get out yep. of the cities, all across Canada, people are hunting and fishing and farming and all that They're stuff. They're outdoors people, yeah. Outdoors yep. people. Canada's a nation, I think, is very outdoors once you get out of the city. Yep. In the cities, who knows? I mean, it's the traffic's starting to be a motherfucker again. Yeah, like legit traffic. Yeah, but there's no ridicule about not wearing a mask. No, so that's none. great. No, no, and I you don't see any. Angry. You don't see any crazy diseases. Like you don't see this rampant increase in corona. I mean, it's pretty. Me in the actually, I think he's an Indian. I think he's an Indian too. First Nations. Or? Yeah, my kind of Indian. Not original. Whatever, original. Original, a Canadian. I don't know. He could be not, but he looks like one. I haven't. I don't know him well enough to ask him, but we see each other all the time. You can't ask. You can't. He's a security it. guard at uh, Shoppers Drug Mart. Nah, oh I, yeah. But like, I don't like using their little fucking dispenser there, yeah, yeah. and it doesn't even work that good most of the time. I'm there waving. Just pretend my hand. you do it. I mean, you don't. No, that's what I usually do. You just wave it under. That's rub your hands do. together. That's what I usually do. But the one day he's like, he's there, and he's like watching, and I'm like, he's like, nah. <laughs> And I'm oh, like, made you go back yeah, and, and I was it? like, well, no, I don't want to. And he's like, no, no. He's like, no. I was like, no, it's not good for you. And he's like, you're doing it or you're not coming in the store. And I was just like, that's the only place I've gotten. Because the kid at Safeway, he tries too. He's like, spray. And I'm like, no, I don't want your spray. And uh, actually, they tried to give me a cart at Canadian Tire. They tried telling me I had to have a cart. And I was like, no. And why, he's like, why would they? Why would they do that? Uh, he's like, well, it helps us count how many people are in the store. Oh my god, you can't! Just do, this is the problem. They're hiring people to do and counters I'm like, now. I'm like, bro, I'm going in here to the customer service desk to pick something up, and I'm not bringing a cart. But he was very like he had the cart before he would let me out of my spot. I had to wait in line. I had to wait in line. Luckily, there was only a few people. Uh, I was picking up my kids' new bikes, and. uh I'm like, okay, so I have to wait in line with a few people, and I get there, and they, like, push the cart into the doorway, so that now this cart's in your way to get into really? the store. And the guy, like, in front of me was like, I don't need a cart. He's like, no, you have to take the cart. So Buddy just <laughs> took it. And then I'm like, 
<laughs> I see him like prep this other cart up and he's spraying it down and he puts it in the door in front of me. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not taking the cart. And he's like, no, you got to take it. I was like, I'm, not, I'm going to customer service. And he's, he's like, how, I'm like, how come I need a cart? And he's like, well, it helps us count how many people are in the store. It's like, I mean, I didn't have time to argue, but it's like, you can't just buy a clicker or. I know. Cause you he's can't standing come there up anyways, with a better right? way to do this. That's what like, Safeway everybody's does. got like, a different way of doing it. Right. And then up at uh, Cabela's, they got radios. The one guy's like two people. Leave, they're like when you go through oh my the, God, really? the guy at the front door is saying, yeah. This two more many people in, going, so then they the let them in person. as the other two people come out. I haven't had a line at Cabela's yet. I always just oh, walk in, but I just notice it happening. I can hear everybody radioing as I walk in, and I hear the cashier radioing again as I leave. Oh, I think we're just, yes, I can't, I can't even talk about this. But stuff those places getting... all have the sanitation set up, but they don't make you use it. The only place that I've found that's making me use it is this fucking guy at Shoppers, and now he's watching and for you're me. And you're going to have a chat with him? Maybe no, it's not worth it. I'm just faking Look, it most of the time. Do you got a card? You got your res card? Because maybe you can let me off if... Think that'll yeah, do it? Yeah. What if he's, what if he's like, wrong tribe? He just hates me. <laughs> yeah. Now I've made an enemy for <laughs> yeah, life. Yeah, no, no, he can't even come in the store No, he can't even come in the store yet. Now there's this fake altercation. Now he's following you home. Yeah. <laughs> this, is not, this is not what I need. Um... So anyway, I do normally fake it because their thing there is a piece of shit. They think they're all high tech with their little hand sensor. You can't even automatic. tell it's a hand sensor. They have to. You can you, tell. You that can't really tell. Everyone's pushed on the thing so much they have to put a <laughs> post-it on top that says "Don't push." <laughs> like, hey, oh, why don't you guys just give up on the fancy one and just get a push? I think they just give up on the whole thing. I, mean, I think so not too. Really I don't think the hand sanitizer is really that good for you. And you know, I can see it like bleeding into my everyday life. I'm yeah. like, oh, fishing with my kids and my buddy and his kids the other day. And he's like, uh, the kid always is like, oh, the hand sanitizing the truck. He's hand san sanitizing hands all day. Yeah. I don't think that's good for you. You know, I can't doing, remember. I've been doing a little bit. We've had a couple people on in the past that have talked about how important this like micro fucking biome or whatever yeah. on your hands is. Yeah. All of it. The whole I know. Thing, I've right? been I've been doing it too much. That you actually get sicker. There's studies that show you yeah. get sicker if you yeah. wash your hands too much. It's the same as brushing your teeth too much. If you brush your teeth out too much, you'll brush all the what's it called right off them. I just gotten shit from my dentist again because I just refuse to believe this. And I'm I'm I go out and I buy the hard toothbrush and I brush. I like to brush my teeth hard. Like, and she's like, "You're brushing your teeth away. You got to go." So now she's got me on the softest brush. Wow. I feel like that doesn't do the job, though. I know. It doesn't feel... It feels like I'm just wiping them down. I'm not brushing them. Yeah. But she's like, no. And like, she's like, you're just, you know, up in the top where there's no enamel, you're gonna, you're just scraping away Did tooth. she tell you to use hydrogen peroxide, too? Yeah. Yeah. I have a hard time drinking hydrogen peroxide. Just, just to da put a little bit in water, like a little, like 10%, let's say. But then you got to get the food grade one, because I was using one that I think <laughs> wasn't food grade, and then my dentist, my... Hygienist is like, well, you got to make sure you're using the right one. But they were all sold out. Otherwise, you get super sick. I don't know what. Uh, nothing happened to me. What's that stuff? Where'd this hand sanitizer come from? Which one? Is this yours that yeah, you brought in the studio? Safely, yeah. This little mini bottle for. They probably. Just in case there. they bust the door in here and they want to see that we've got. No, we were having huh. guests in the other day. And I thought it was oh. just the right thing to do. I have a little oh. bottle in case somebody felt like they need to You're being wipe conditioned. their hands down. I know. It's fucking scary. <laughs> yeah. I'm aware of this conditioning. Yeah. I know. I got one in my car too. That's too bad. And now my hands feel dirty. I want to sanitize them. Do it now. You can go ahead. No, not now. I don't even make I mean, fun of you while you're doing it. But. 
I'm trying to get off the sand. You know, I don't <laughs> like sanitizing my hands. I've gotten through this whole thing without wearing a mask. Me too. The only masks I've worn are my uh, plague mask and my gas mask. Yeah. I never had to wear a mask anyplace yeah, else. I know. I know, me too. And I'm, that's what I'm trying to to go through. I mean, we might be pissing a lot of people off. I don't know. There might be a lot of people that uh, are angry. They think we're giving it away. <clears throat> yeah, some people were talking about how irresponsible we were on really? YouTube. Yeah. On the YouTube? Yeah. Why? Oh, I think it was the show with Bruce Fenton. Wow, really? Yeah. How? Why were we irresponsible? I don't know. Because we were talking about yeah. other facts or other supposedly other studies and stuff? Yeah. And I just said, wow. yeah, well, no one ever accused us of being super responsible. <laughs> well, you're commenting back on these things? Sometimes. Yeah, that's good. I don't fight. I mostly like to troll. No, but I'd like to know why we're irresponsible. Like, I, that's really interesting to well, me. Well, because they've bought the mainstream narrative right. and the fact that we've got an audience and we're... And we're actually just talking about other talking things. about however we feel or however we want. It's it's uh, yeah, it's weird for me when because I've been listening to the deconstruction of the news for so long. Like clearly, we that, both think it's bullshit. Yeah, yeah. thirty three new people got COVID in Alberta today. Yeah, but in relation to what? I mean, a guy at work today was saying, "Yeah, well, that doesn't tell me anything. That doesn't tell me if it's getting better, if it's getting worse." That's you right. Know? Well, if I know, it would tell you if it's getting worse or better if you just looked. No, it won't. Not do, knowing how many were today. I don't. It know. doesn't tell you. It doesn't give you like. Oh, I've, it's I've better, lost which. all interest. So, like they've, they've just they've lost me. I can't. I don't have the energy to give a fuck about COVID anymore. I know, but this is. It's not about the COVID. It's about what's happening. The global control. It's really happening. They want to put a patch. They want to put a vaccine patch on you with. Nano tracing capabilities. Seems like it's, Elon's it's, flipping. It's it's getting pretty bad, dude. I mean, it's really they're pushing hard, hard, hard. Huh. It's gonna dark winter's coming. This is the mainstream narrative. Dark winter. Like I know we don't want to pay attention to that, but this is what most of the people in the states that we're talking about that are all freaking out and wearing masks, they think the dark winter's coming. And this isn't gonna end. It's the new normal. New normal. Yeah, this is the this is the narrative, the talking points. So I know we don't care like personally about it, but that's irresponsible but of us. It is because we've got a show here, and we've got people that are, you know, want to hear maybe a different perspective, and we're talking about that. But it's pretty scary. We have people saying, oh, you know, like Bill Gates is a hero, right? And we're thinking, well, geez, it doesn't seem like it because he's been caught doing all these things nefarious, and he wants to vaccinate the. Everybody, billions of people. And if you lose 700,000, it's just the cost of, you know, vaccinating everybody, making everybody healthy. Yeah. Makes you wonder. You know, I feel like this, we're approaching reset. (laughs) Yeah. We're about 13,000 years past Younger Dryas. Yeah. That's half of a... Half of a Yuga or whatever. Half of a Yuga. Is it a Yuga or a Kali Yuga? I think Yuga. I think Kali Yuga is a type of A thousand of yuga. Yugas? <clears throat> oh, I don't know now. Maybe. I it's half a processional cycle. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Which a lot of the mythology and the ancient stuff seems to point to shit goes down. Yeah. Either at least once per processional cycle, but possibly twice. Yeah. This is it. It'd be a good time. I mean, I'd rather not see most of the population get wiped out by a rock from space, but 
you know, if there was ever a time, maybe this is it. <laughs> when everybody's at home? Uh, that and maybe people have had some time to reconnect with what's really important. Yeah. And it's just like the whole thing's starting to seem daunting. Yeah. Overwhelming. It would put things in a perspective. Yeah. Yeah. And how like, delicate things are. It's like track me now, motherfucker. Any, yeah, <laughs> an EMP or a big, big rock would really change the perspective around here. Yeah, and then I, you know, I'm back to going fishing, and nobody knows where I am. Like, you know what? Like, I think back to those. It seems like a fucking another lifetime. But when I was like young, 16, 18, just eighteen. When I was eighteen, range. I'd be out fishing or doing whatever, and there was no fucking way anyone was tracking me. Yeah. Because I didn't have any form of a cell phone yeah. at all. I'm driving a fucking carbureted vehicle that there's no way in hell is, you know, seems like a lifetime ago now, 20 yeah. years ago when you you were just disappearing. You know, to think now that I'm going out for the day and no one can get a hold of me seems insane. Yeah. And that's what, that's what our parents went through. Yeah. I know. How did we arrange to meet up and stuff and do things, right? It was like, we must have followed through with our word. It's like, hey, we're going to meet there tomorrow at two. Yeah. Outside. And we do it. And if not, you just stand there alone for about 15 minutes and go somewhere else. I mean, yeah. It's weird. There's no like texting or anything like that. Some phone calls. That's about it. Yeah. No Facebook, no nothing. Yeah. They so you can see snap back to that fairly easily. Yeah. So I got some listener emails, but I think I'm going to save them for next week because I do have some other stuff I want to go. I want to read more quotes out of Charlie's book because his book, his book lives on the, our table here. We read quotes from it all the time. Um, but this is where we kind of shoot the shit with each Profound other, get one. listeners involved. And uh, you can fast forward to Charlie's interview or listen to us uh, ramble for a little bit. We usually uh, do this every episode before the thing, kind of do some housekeeping. It's the intro. Do you want to talk about trips at all? Cats. Yeah, do you want to talk about that kind of stuff in this intro or uh, leave it? We'll leave it. Okay. I don't want to push anything right now. It looks like we got a couple spots open. I will, I will say this. It looks like there's going to be a few openings for the Matheson, Powell, CAC, and Bryce, Bryce Canyon, Zion Canyon, now that we've pushed it to October. It looks like there's three or four spots, kind of one at every level, no, private room option, camping option. There's a couple different options for that shit. So uh, if you want to get on one of those, email me, Darren at GrowAmerica.com. And that's during the dark winter? That'll be during the dark winter. Could be the last time we ever meet. <laughs> anyway, you might want to get on that. Just saying a few spots have opened up, so you may want to take advantage of that. Uh, I'm not going to announce everything just yet, but if you email me, I'll sort of do it. Email me, let me know how much money you're looking to spend. Uh, and uh, I'll sort of, when I do pull the trigger on what I'm doing, I'll go down the list and order of emails okay but i mean all the carlson's if we even if we pull the second week of the scablands tour right now it's the second week is already there's too many people on the wait list to even fill the second that's week. for randall carlson's one yeah. and the snake Brothers. we could add a third week but that's not an option okay so the rest of those people just have to wait till next year are we going to talk about audiobooks yet or do you want to wait no let's wait with that too all right I do want to shout out to Grimstake's other other show, his other podcast, The Shonen Dump. Oh, what's this all about? Join Grimstake, James Cruz, Flavortown, and Lady Eboshi for a show that is like one big tournament arc with only the finest filler that will soak your Dakamakura with fun and laughter. Is this like an anime thing? Yeah, yeah, it's an anime show. 
we might have lots of people that are in anime. I mean, I have no idea what that Dakamakura means, but it's I probably, don't know what any of that shit means. Yeah, I don't even know where a tournament arc. I don't know. Well, they, that's what they like, man. Instead of watching Netflix, they watch anime, or maybe anime is on. I don't even know that, but I think you know, we have lots of listeners that might I've enjoy anime. Netflix I'm sure that anime. I'm sure that listening to Grimstake and them talk about anime is fucking hilarious. It's probably pretty cool. So, I mean, you might even get into anime after listening to it. No, I tried watching a couple episodes. Just it's <laughs> it's not for me. <laughs> I probably like it more because I'm into fantasy stuff. It's probably like. You know, there's probably some D&D style anime out there or something. Think? Wouldn't there be? Yeah, there I don't know. Is Isn't probably. it all like Japanese-y? <clears throat> yeah, but I'm sure for some it's got magic and fantasy aspects to it, right? Right you now think? I'm only watching two things. One thing with Natasha, The Office. We started going through all those. We're on season four. Oh, my God. And uh, Meat Eater with Steve Rinella wow. or whatever his oh, name yeah. is. I've yeah, been going yeah. through his shows and neat stuff. Cool. That's it. That's cool. I'm not watching movies anymore, man. I'm out. Yeah. I'm um, off movies. I kind of off Hollywood. It's kind of disgusting. Right yeah, now. that's it. If I'm I'm done, man. I like certain shows, but I'll stick to those shows. I haven't watched a movie in ages. I and think, you know what? The theaters massive... shut themselves down, and I'm like, they're emailing me every week with these fucking, yeah, I can rent all these. Actually, okay. Got to say this. Definitely seen Dune. Oh, yeah. yeah. But other than that, I'm done. I'm so worried that Dune's going to be woke. Yeah. I know, dude. It's scary. <laughs> it ruins the whole thing. It does. It's like, it's the original creativity is just gone. Because Herbert's dead, so, you know, there's no one to really... Hold it in. Really hold it in to say, like, no, don't do this to my shit. Yeah. So, who knows? And it's such an epic series yeah. that, I don't know. Well, I do have a Was Star Wars I'd... woke? Yeah, it's getting there, yeah. Was it, though, yeah. in the beginning? No, no, in the beginning, no. no. Was in the it beginning, 70s woke? What do you mean in the beginning? Well, I'm wondering if it was, like, well, 70s woke. I don't think there was a thing if you're in like, the 70s. If you're, us in, if you're the 70s version of the Grand no, Marker show, if you'd no, be like... No, it's fucking classic. You know, like, Red, no, no, Red no, no, Foreman no. probably thinks Star Wars is a jackass. Like, was he? would we be him? I don't even Are know what you're talking about. The guy, the dad from the 70s show. I don't know. You never seen the seventies show? Well, yeah, a long time ago, but I don't remember the dad. I mean, right. you know, I kind of remember what he looks like, but that's about it. Well, that's red. Okay. Anyways, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Yeah. You think we'll be curmudgeons? I feel like I'm a curmudgeon when it comes you are to a music. Bit curmudgeon when it comes to music, I and work. <laughs> <laughs> I'm turning fifty in a few months, and I'm already curmudgeoning. Like compared to when you first started, <laughs> I would be down You're a little bit, bright eyed and bushy tailed, <laughs> positive outlook. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I digress. Should we play a quote jingle then? Uh, sure. Or do you want to do Project Operation? Whatever first? you want. Dude. I've got I'll leave a it up new. To you. I'll leave it up to you. Project Operation. All right, let's get Project. Anyways, I'll put in the link in the show notes with the the Shonen Dump, the anime podcast from our buddies. <laughs> Shout out to those dudes and ladies. Is that Grimstakes? I'm not sure why they would be dump. Is it like dump, like as in... Um, like a sex metaphor? No, 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 no. I mean like <clears throat> dumping it all out kind of thing. Like like a sex metaphor? No, no, no. Having trouble seeing how it's not. What is going on here? I got, I got a, a bunch of these lined up. Yeah? Yeah. Quotes? 
Yeah, because the, the octopus is our Bible of global control. And it's kind of like if people were to read this book, which is fantastic, it's always in the show notes. It lives on our table and in the show notes. It kind of give you a different perspective on what's going on right now, current day. Oh, you're doing quotes now? I had the opportunity. Well, I can do whatever you want. Let's I'm ready do project to go. operation. Ready to go you said it was me, on. and then you grabbed it. What's that noise? Oh, oh new jingle. Enemy. Definitely military. Probably classified, too. Dish fire, prism, Sentry eagle, sigma, mannequin, <laughs> artichoke, MK ultra. Operation project. Oh, I love it. Oh, I like it. Somebody's got Felix's competitions here. Well, I let's see. It. That's one jingle. Okay, let's. Try. It's still a little long. Yeah. This one is Starfish Prime. Have you ever heard it? No. Is it like Optimus Prime? It's a real quick one, so I don't have to get into it too deep because I'm going to go. It's it's it's, uh, it's a bunch of it's all, also uh, coordinated with uh, Operation Fishbowl and some other ones that I'll get into later. So Fishbowl? it was a nineteen. 19- that like the Truman Show shit? It was in. Oh, I don't know. Maybe it was a July 9, 1962, high altitude nuclear test. Nuclear. Yeah. So it was a joint effort with the United States, the Atomic Energy Commission, and the Defense Atomic Support Agency. It was launched from the Johnston Atoll and was the largest nuclear test conducted in the, U- in the outer space and one of five conducted by the U.S. in space. Didn't they nuke the moon at one point? I don't think so. So this was a Thor rocket carrying a W-49 thermonuclear warhead designed by Los Alamos and an MK-2, oh, that's weird, MK-2 reentry vehicle was launched from the atoll in the Pacific Ocean. The explosion took place at an altitude of 250 miles above a point 19 miles southwest of Johnston Atoll, and it produced a yield equivalent of 1.4 megatons of TNT. 1.4 megatons of TNT in the atmosphere. It was about 10 degrees above the horizon and was seen from Hawaii at 11 p.m. Hawaii time. And there's a picture here. Maybe that's why they call it Starfish Prime. I don't know. There's a cool picture of it. It says... uh, the debris fireball stretching along Earth's magnetic field with airglow aurora as seen three minutes from a surveillance aircraft. So that picture is from an aircraft. Creepy. Are you done? Yep. Project A-119. What's that? Also known as a study of lunar research flights was a top secret plan developed in 1958 by the United States Air Force, the aim of the project was to detonate a nuclear bomb on the moon, which would help in answering some of the mysteries in planetary astronomy and astral astri- astrogeology. If the explosive device detonated on the surface, not in a lunar crater, the flash of explosive light would have been faintly visible to people on Earth with their naked eye, a show of force resulting in pos- possible boosting of domestic morale and the capabilities of the United States. It's my the, segment. The project was never carried out, being canceled primarily out of a fear of negative public reaction with the potential militarization of space. So I would argue that means it was never carried out publicly. Where'd you get that from, Wikipedia? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got to be careful. It's got it with a grain of salt. That's where mine came from, too, Wikipedia. You've learned this? That that's You got to watch for Wikipedia? There's some other tests. Yucca, teak, orange, and argus were all... Uh, Poorly instrumented and hastily executed. <laughs> Maybe they learned from those. When so, did what year did it say that was that was going on? 
1958. Yeah, this was 58 was when these other ones started happening. So it's interesting that they. Uh... Does the moon sound like a bell throughout the Apollo lunar modules? The, these crashes caused moon quakes when directing these modules for controlled crashes into the moon. moon. These crashes caused moon quakes, and scientists measured the vibrations moving through the moon and found that it rings like a bell. Hmm. That's where that rumor comes from. Mm-hmm. Not awesome. from nukes. Hmm. They probably nuke that shit. Guaranteed. Well, they did at least five of them in the upper atmosphere, says Wikipedia, so... I can't be good. Probably went a little farther. I know. It's brutal, eh? And they want to fucking tax us for carbon taxes and stuff, you know? Like, they're already using the. You know? What about doing, the organizations and the government? And that's what and they're stuff? doing. Why don't with you the tax fucking money. get them, you know? And yeah. They're blowing yeah. up nukes in the upper atmosphere with the tax money. Yeah. I mean, there's not Thank a direct you. correlation there, but, you know, yeah. It's overall, it's pretty sad. That's why Charlie's book is so good. It gives perspective on this. Why are you doing that with tax dollars, though? Why are you doing it at all? I mean, it's, you know, who doesn't matter who pays for it. I mean, but this is the. Well, know, I don't know. I feel like if you're hosed. paying for it you're, with your own money, you're less likely to be blowing things up in the upper atmosphere. Like yeah. we've never had a runaway billionaire like, oh, I need to blow some nukes up. What do you mean? Bill Gates is talking about uh, spraying shit in this to block the sun. I mean, these are legitimate issues that these guys want to start doing. We should have Bill on the show. No, we shouldn't. Oh, my God. <laughs> We'll let him do his spiel, and then we'll just start jumping no, on him halfway through. We we'll just act that. like it's a real do, softball no, interview. No, 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 no. We'll, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll give him a fake name. <laughs> Grammar. Gil Bates. And we're like, oh, yeah, vaccinate. And then like halfway through, we'll just start. Well, Dell comes oh, yeah, on. Right. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez, you're dreaming. All right. What do you got? Now you're going to do your quotes? Yeah, let's do the quotes. All right. You're going to guess who says these things. Think so? Yeah. No, I'm saying you're going to guess. So you're going to guess correctly. But I'm going to guess. So, you know, it's really driving me nuts that this motherfucker's down every time. <clears throat> it's the profound quote of the week. Darren, can you guess it? This is from the chapter, <laughs> Tavistock is not a music festival. As Tavistock's researchers showed, it was important that the victims of mass brainwashing not be aware that their environment was being controlled. There should thus be a vast number of sources for information whose messages could be ver- varied slightly so as to mask the sense of external control. Which is weird because a lot of times you see those clips, those, uh, you hear those clips, those montages of all the mainstream media saying the exact same words. But I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what they're talking about here. Those are specific. And that's, uh, you might. Bernays. No. (laughs) One of the top five. (laughs) That's from L. Wolf. Never heard that name before in my life. Specialist. There's no chance I was named. 
And then there's a little one from this page to the bottom. We live a in a world one. where there is more and more information and less and less meaning. That's from Jean Baudrillard from Simulacra and Simulation. See, that one I probably would have got. That sounds like a good book. That one Simul- I probably would have got. Simulacra. 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 Okay. This one's from another chapter called... Guatemala. Oh, this is this is uh, oof, this is medical conspiracies that turned out to be true. Kind of maybe we should stay away from this chapter. They talk about the Tuskegee syphilis studies. Guatemalan Guatemalans deliberately infected with syphilis. Thalidomide babies, fluoride, all that good stuff. Much of the scientific literature, perhaps half, may simply be untrue. Afflicted by studies with small sample sizes, tiny effects, invalid exploratory analysis, and flagrant conflicts of interest, together with an obsession for pursuable, fashionable trends of dubious importance, science has taken a turn towards darkness. Ah, Jesse the Body Venture. (laughs) Doctor, that's close. (laughs) Dr. Richard Horton, editor of The Lancet in 2015. I mean, that's the big journal. Big, so pretty. Usually things are little. Pretty alarming. <laughs> <laughs> little Graham Dunlop. This little segment. Uh, Is that all you got? I don't know. I you think so. Quote it out. Uh, yeah, that's why. I would do, yeah, three quotes is enough for the for the day. Well, next time I'll let you know so you can invite your friends to the gathering. Yeah, please do. Even though yeah. I think all your friends were here. He's <laughs> posturing. <laughs> but uh, it was good. There's only about 12 of us, 12 or 13. We had some burgers. Had some, some great chats, conversation. Some conversations. Yeah, it was, a it good was awesome to meet Bro- Brady's brother, who's uh, like I'd met him a couple times before and I hadn't really chatted with him much. And I didn't know he's, he's done journalism in school and stuff. And he's like, what's going on with the journalists? There's no more journalists. And we started talking about Whitney Webb and all these topics and guests that we've had on the show and he's like wow this is fantastic he felt like it was therapy to actually open up and talk to people about stuff yeah yeah and jason is here of course truffaut is here uh shit oh and chat came up too yeah reverend yeah the reverend from the chats nice little one we'll let you guys know when the next one's coming around and uh yeah ground the rest of ground's friend i'm eager to see these friends (laughs) Support the show, grabamerica.ca slash support. We couldn't do these shows without you. It's just our irresponsibility makes us unadvertisable. Actually, the YouTube advertisers are coming out like crazy, but we don't want nothing to do with that shit. Grabamerica.ca slash support. We want to be fan-funded, listener-supported, so that we don't have to deal with anyone telling us what we can't talk about. Exactly. I think Rogan just signed like a $100 million deal with Spotify. Oh, my God. He sold out to Spotify. Hey, yeah. Terrible. Well, Eric Weinstein is alluding into it so that he can have total control of his show that he somehow didn't have. Oh, that come before. on. Really? Yeah. Spotify is not going to start clamping down. It's come interesting. On. It'd be interesting to see if maybe Spotify is giving him some sort of guarantees. I mean, look, that, that would be the hope that maybe Spotify said, look, well, you no, sign us, but you can talk about whatever the fuck no you want. Way. I don't know what Apple's not letting him talk about, though. It's not Apple. It's not, a, it's the. CIA? The deep state, yeah. But Spotify's going to let them? No, that's why oh. I don't agree with that. I, oh. That's just a crazy theory. It's a conspiracy theory. Guaranteed. So here's what's very, not very, a conspiracy theory. Man. 
this is the censorship is reaching new levels. I mean, this is it is interesting timing for that. Did you see those posts about podcast addict? You that it got right? took down. Yeah. I mean, this is Google and YouTube. Uh, it's Google's, pl- isn't it? The equivalent of the Apple Podcast app. Yeah. Right? So it's well, like, it's like one of the Android ones, anyway. That's what I mean from from the Android side of things. So that's pretty scary because what they're having fucking episodes on the Rona. We can't yeah, even talk about the Rona. We're gonna have to uh, fuck. I gotta talk to I and get. We had that chat server going. Yeah, I mean, eventually we're gonna get kicked off all these things. Well, right time. now we're flying right under the radar and we'll keep it that way for as long as possible. But we're going to yeah, hit 10,000 YouTube subscribers right away. I think that that's why the advertisers trigger. are coming oh, out. What? What do you mean coming out? What do you mean? I don't know. I get an email every two days now from someone who wants from to advertise YouTube? on the YouTube oh channel. Oh my God. Well, how much do they pay? I didn't <laughs> <I'm> ask. <just kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> Probably more than we're getting. <laughs> America.ca slash support. Uh, I think that's all we got. No, it feels good to turn down these, these people. These it sponsors, does. Yeah. These people? You people, yeah. you people got to support the show. Go America.ca slash support because we said no to these other motherfuckers. You're all we got. You're all we got. Anyways, speaking of all we got, all we got is a fantastic chat with Charlie Robinson himself. I hope you enjoy it. Get the book. I think he's got a new book coming out soon too, but it's yep. not out yet. Right now, the octopus of global control is out. Buy that shit. Be kind to each other. Don't conform. How do you come out with a book, a new book in the middle of the Rona, right? I mean, you'd want to just keep editing it and keep adding stuff to it. I mean, how would you even do it? How would you stop it and cut it off? Mushroom I think Rona. it is uh I think it is already finished though. I think it's just a matter of wrapping it up. Hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it though. Totally. Totally. Right on, Charlie. Right on you guys. Enjoy the chat. Charlie Robinson. We got Charlie Robinson back in Grimerica. He's the author of our favorite book, The Octopus of Global Control. Charlie will see that it has a it lives on the table here. We quote from it all the time. And nice. you also started your own show slash podcast, Macroaggressions, and yeah, doing well with that. So thanks for coming back, buddy. Thanks for having me. Yeah, that, David Ike was nice enough to give me a, a show on his his new network called Iconic. Oh, and great. so. Uh, um that's how that came about so it's been a couple weeks now if people want to check it out they can get on the uh on the podcast on apple podcast and spotify and all those good places and if they've got time after their grammarica fix they can then uh check out some macroaggressions awesome so that's so what is like iconic it's a network on like an online network of independent independent media kind of thing 
Exactly. It's um, it's a, a video platform, kind of like a YouTube, but it, it has uh, just independent um, journalists and, you know, the alternative media guys have their own shows there. So um, and David Icke does all of his puts all of his stuff on there. His sons have have podcasts and uh, yeah, it's filled with all, all kinds of awesome. content. And of course, after he just did the London Real yep. um, interview, the second one. Then Vimeo, which was the platform that was running all the videos on Iconic, uh, Vimeo, either by their own decision or got leaned on by somebody, uh, canceled their, um, you know, pull, pulled the plug on their platform. So they had to re, they had a backup plan. So they had to just re-upload everything. So, you know, you get, you have to deal with, with crap like that when you have an association with David Icke. But as far as I'm concerned, it, it's well worth it because I find him to be like the, uh, you know, the godfather of the alternative media and, and somebody that really seriously influenced me. So, you know, I, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm cool rolling with these inevitable, um, issues that are going to come our way when, when David starts talking about the truth and then people want to shut him up. Yeah, so. you bet. I mean, it's, it's a sign that he's over the target, really. I think the, sure. the more they push back like that, it means you're onto something, I think. So are you guys yeah. done on, I, do you guys done on Vimeo? That's it? Yeah. Yeah. Vimeo's done, but they've got a, I don't know what platform they're now using, but it's something that's a little bit different and, and the videos are running smoothly there. So, but it's a shame that you have to even have, have to do that. You know, they've done that with stuff like the payment processing companies like PayPal and Stripe. And, um, so, so they'll try and get you however they can. The only, the only solution for somebody that's as polarizing as David Icke or, or, or Alex Jones or someone that's, that, that gets to that big level where they're a huge target is you have to take everything into your own hands and have be self-sufficient, have your own, your own hosting, your own, um, advertising networks or, or your own sponsorships, a subscription-based service or whatever. You have to be internally financed and you can't be dependent on anybody else because all it takes is, you know, one London real interview and all of a sudden Ofcom and all these, um, all these agencies in, in the UK start targeting you, start going after you, like you said, because you take flack when you're right over the target. So if he was talking about, um, you know, Elvis eating ding dongs at some grocery store someplace, they'd let him talk about that stuff all day long. But when you start getting into 5g and you start getting into uh, all these other topics that he's, that he's been speaking about recently, then you watch the reaction of the government agencies, which is panic, freak out, whatever you can do, get this guy off. All it makes, all that happens is that people, it validates your point because obviously if you're, if they're showing you this reaction, there must be something to it. And it makes people want to see it even more. So you see like someone like, uh, Graham Hancock, who does his Ted talk, the war on consciousness, and then Ted talk bans it, (laughs) which is stupid because they invited him to do it in the first place. And then they ban it. And then it gets leaked and people start bootlegging it and sharing it. And then it gets 10 million views. So they don't, they never figure this out, which is, which is fine with me, but they never figure out that if you ban something or you, you rail against it, or you try and deplatform somebody, all it does is draw additional eyeballs to it to figure out what is this person saying that the, the, the establishment finds so serious that they have to silence them. And in, in David's case, it's, you know, this has been the last 10 years it's been a constant battle for him, but, um, but I think he considers that to be validation that he's on the right track. Yeah. What do you think it was a specific thing at all? Like five, was it 5g? Do you think it, or was, it was there, 5g? Yeah. Yeah. It was 5g. 
Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 and they of course mischaracterized that too, because they said, Oh, he's saying that 5g cause causes coronavirus. And he never said that. What he said was <laughs> 5g, uh, it weakens your immune system. And then at that point you're susceptible to anything, right. including coronavirus. So it wasn't, he wasn't, you know, of course they twisted his words a little bit, took it out of context and flipped it around. But what he was saying was that, you know, 5G is something to be aware of and concerned of, and they're, they need to do safety tests on it. They haven't, they don't plan to, and this mass rollout of, now, is it during the lockdown, the coronavirus lockdown, are they secretly installing 5G towers? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I don't, I don't know that they even care if they do it in front of everybody, but, um, but there's cer- it's certainly now rolling out, and it's something that David's been talking about for a while. In fact, when I saw him in Mexico, um, like a little over a year ago, I'd say half of his presentation was on 5G. So it's not it's nothing new. This isn't something that he just picked up with this recent coronavirus uh, uh, situation. It's something he'd been ranting and raving about for for the better part of two years. Yeah, it's the satellites that fucking creep me out, man. I like. Ugh. And now people yeah. are, you're already starting to be able to see them. Like, I don't mm. know anybody who doesn't have a problem with 42,000 privately owned satellites flying around the planet, actively communicating with tens of or hundreds of thousands of antennas on the ground. And you're so, I mean, even if there is no nefarious purpose for it, it seems like it's living inside a fucking microwave or something to a certain extent. And it's like, it just seems like a bad fucking idea. And when you look at the pictures of it, it just looks gross. I mean, yeah, it's just like, we don't, we don't need faster fucking phones. No. And that's not even what 5g is about. So it's not, it's so you go from, I don't know if we, I don't think we called it 2g to 3g to 4g and the G always stood for generation. But the 5G, the 4G to 5G is not, it's not just an upgrade of generation. It's something totally different. It's millimeter wave technology. It's the same shit that you go through at the airports when they make you put hands above your head and you walk in the tube and it spins around you like an MRI. That's millimeter wave technology that they're using. That's the same uh, technology that is with 5G. They don't put 5G up high, you know, because it doesn't spread like radio waves everywhere. It doesn't go very far. It just go it it goes on a straight line. So you have to put lots of 5G repeaters throughout the city, and they're down low level. They're like at head level. They're not up on the top of buildings. And so, uh, so you've got to you've got to put them everywhere. And it's it's super dangerous. It's just it's one of those things that like we're getting reports in the United States of cell phone towers being put next to schools. And then a school, you know, has like six kids in elementary school that all come down with cancer. And you're like, this has never happened before. Now we have six of them. Well, shit, maybe it's your cell phone tower out there. Right. So when 5g comes out, um, you know, you're going to see 10 years after the fact, you're going to see just every, you know, every daytime a television show commercial that has like a lawyer that's like, Hey, fight, you know, come to me and we'll fight for you. We'll get you money for your car accident. Or have you been hurt by mesothelioma or have you, have you, you know, been the new ones or have you been hurt by glyphosate? We'll represent you in a class action lawsuit 15 years from now. It's going to be all, all those lawyers are going to be, have you been hurt by 5g come represent us? We'll get you in the class action lawsuit. It's going to kill a bunch of people. It's really, really bad for, for human beings. 
I mean, I think I think there's a ton of evidence right now that the forward, the towers we have now are killing a bunch of people. Just no one wants to talk oh, about yeah. it. I mean, I think yeah. if you if you sit down and really grill anyone on it, though, you'll get to the point where the, you know they you can get them to admit that you know that cell phone's probably not great. You know, it's probably not great to have it stuck to your head all day. You don't want it stuck to your body all day. These cell phone towers probably aren't fantastic, but they're fucking convenient as fuck. So, you know, it just seemed like we're willfully ignorant of of that. And I mean, that that sort of leads us to just pave the way. You know, it doesn't even have to be a dark conspiracy. We're just willfully ignorant because we want faster shit and cooler gadgets. Yeah. And they sell it to us as a convenience always. And we, we wind up say, Oh, when's the next thing going to come out? When's the, you know, so, so we're, we're trained to want this new technology and the technology comes out and maybe it's good for you. Maybe it's bad for you. I mean, I've read reports that Steve jobs and Bill Gates and these guys said that they would never let their kids uh, use iPads and tablets because, you know, it's no good for them. Well, shit. I mean, isn't every you know, kid on a tablet these days, if it's not, if the guys that are inventing it think that it's, or know that it's not good for you, then what are we doing? Well, we want it. We want that. We want the new technology. We want the convenience. Like you said, we want, we, we just want it. And Hey, and listen, if it makes my, you know, if it hurts me sometime in the future, we're sort of like, ah, oh, that's the future. And I'm not going to worry about that, which of course is a really uh, stupid way of looking at things, but I understand it. And so so we're 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 as much to blame in this equation as the people that are creating the the technology because we're sort of demanding it. And I and I'm and look, I'm guilty. You know, I got a cell phone in my pocket right next to my ball. Radiating myself there, so can't be good. Um, but I'm 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 guilty of it as everybody else is. Yeah, me too. Me too. Do you want to take it out of your pocket and just like put it on the table or something? We're to just get it away from your balls. Yeah, probably. We could just take, take a, a minute. Problem. Yeah. Yeah. Let's what I think is crazy is that the 5G allows them to be able to, in real time, track every one of these tagged objects in its <laughs> area. And then they can link all those together. First, yeah. they've installed all these towers, which if you look around Calgary, they're everywhere now. That wasn't, I don't remember those there a month ago. It's like Batman, man. It's like in Batman, the dark Knight, when like Christian Bale, Batman sets it all up and he like hijacks that technology so that he can use everyone's phones and he's using the phones to like generate a 3d image. So basically you could take the three phones. We got the table in this room and if he, you could pull it up so that you can basically see this room and the people in it and where they are and everything else. I mean, I feel like that's where we're headed with that shit. And then they're going to bring smaller ones to put all over different places. And people shouldn't be surprised that this is the agenda. Like the tracking, it, I mean, they're all saying it now during this whole panic. I mean, they're saying Gates wants to globalize, uh, to do the global vaccine. I mean, this is like you've got quotes. MIT quotes just quotes came out. And our favorite book here that we have on our desk and we quote from it on all our episodes. <laughs> and uh, and you've got quote after quote about this is the, this is what they want to do, right? Global control. Yeah. I mean, really, yeah. it is, and and it seems like that's happening. So people shouldn't be surprised or skeptical that this is part of the agenda. And I mean, well, I don't know whether five G is directly, but I wouldn't be surprised if they're using those technologies for, for the MIT like, including vaccines. Thing and, I seen today was like the news: the CTV cameras can already start; they can automatically scan and detect how many people are not six feet apart. 
Yeah. And then like, outlaw is them in red and now they're tagged. And it's just this, it's it, the whole thing seems so fucking greasy. It's well, and the six feet apart thing seems to be greasy even. I mean, I don't even think that's really helping. It could be that it's worse. It could be that it's in this room and it doesn't matter if we're six feet or 12 feet or it's in this room 24 right feet apart, you know? Can you see it? Can you see the coronavirus it's right now? It's an invisible now, enemy. Oh. There. It's an invisible enemy. Is the invisible well, enemy here right now? Yeah. Can you oh, point to <laughs> They had that technology that's even beyond what, what we were talking about. The the MIT showing the, I saw that too, the showing the people walking down the street. And if they were too close, it was showing them in red boxes. And if they were fine, it was showing them in green boxes. Well, in China right now, in Shenzhen, they have facial recognition cameras set up all over the place uh, that are networked together. So if you're getting on a, if you're getting on a bus in, in Shenzhen, and you're smoking a cigarette and you're not supposed to smoke a cigarette on the bus camera in the corner of the bus will pick up your face within a matter of a couple of minutes. We'll have you matched through the database. It'll send a fine to your cell phone that is uh, all tied in. You have these QR code um, accounts that are kind of like PayPal or, or, you know, something like that. And you have like, you know, you have your, your balance on your account. Well, this, by the time you get off the bus, the city or government will have figured out by your face who you are, who your cell phone is, and it will send you a, like a $15 fine. Let's just say that's the fine. And it'll automatically be deducted off of your balance before you get off the bus and around the yeah, corner. Yeah, so it'll be freedom. It'll be people will be buying their freedom. Instead of stuff, the new thing will be, I'm spending money on my freedom. So I'm going to smoke on the bus and I'm going to not wear a mask. And I pay 30 bucks every day for that privilege. But it's also linked to your social credit account. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'll, I'll have a shitty credit, but I'll be free. We have that yeah. same as now. <laughs> 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 so I was excited now because now you're out of China and I don't think you plan on going back. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not going back to China. Not any. Because well, last soon. time we talked to you, I think you were still going back to China. Uh, well, I was going so back you couldn't say much about China. I was going back and forth through Vegas a lot for work, but I've been to China a bunch. Yeah. It's a, it's it. I'll tell you the first time I went was, uh, I went up to the top of the roof in Shanghai, uh, this hotel. And I looked, they had like a rooftop deck and I looked as far as I could see in all four directions. And I could not see the end of buildings. It just was like blade runner. And it was really freaky. I mean, it was very, <laughs> you know, you you, the people I was with, I was like, this is like a dystopian nightmare, but it's like right now. And that was the first time I went, that was 2005. Wow. So it, it's gotten, you know, it's gotten in incrementally crazier since then. And the, the thing that, you know, there's, I just read this report. I had Whitney Webb on my show a couple of weeks great. ago. And she, that was great, by the way. That was fantastic. Oh, yeah. She just, she's the best. And she just did a new article that was talking about, um, a lot of the, what's going on, um, in, an agency that was put together in the United States, an artificial intelligence agency. And this agency is made up of all these deep states guys, like the, like the heads of the Google AI and the head of Oracle and all of these different, uh, um, in CEOs are in there. It's just a, a real nasty group of people. And what they're saying is they're looking at China and they're saying that China is, um, 
ahead of us in this artificial intelligence race and that data is going to be the new oil. And if we don't seriously hurry up and catch China, then we're going to be left so far behind that we'll never catch up and they'll use AI in their military and then they'll kill us all. So that's basically <laughs> what they're, where, where they're working off of. So they're saying what we need to do, this group of psychos is saying what we need to do is we need to be more like China. Yeah. We need the things that that make China able to ramp up this AI so fast is they don't have human rights watch and they don't have regulatory agencies. They just do whatever the government you know decides they want to do. They just do it. So these this group of people are saying we need to get rid of the regulatory agencies and we need to get rid of um, you know anybody that's that's you know any sort of oversight with this AI and and we as society need to just put our fears aside about privacy and just get with the program. I mean, it was terrifying to read this. So what these guys are talking about is, you know, they're saying that this is, this is the direction that we need to take humanity. If we're going to, if we're going to compete, we need to catch China. And the only way to do that is to just stop with the human rights oversight and just get down to the nitty gritty with this AI and just start spying on everybody, on everything, on every aspect. And <laughs> I mean, nothing about that sounds appealing, but they're they're actively working to put it in place right now. Yeah, so that's a good description for 5G. Right. Yeah. 5G yeah, and, and that's that. why they won't debate about it. They won't talk about it. They won't talk about the no. studies. You start doing it. I mean, it, John C. Devorak got, you know, fired from his job there. That one last uh, journalist or writer job that he had because he did a 5G thing. It's happening all over. So, yeah, it's it's very strange. So what, uh, oh my God, there's so much to talk about here. So are, what are you doing like with your show and all this now during this whole pandemic? I mean, are you refocusing things at all? Have you, have you started to do, like, it's hard not to, to be topical, um, about it. Yeah. Yeah. I recorded some interviews with, uh, with some people early on yeah. in the first, first two weeks I pre-recorded these interviews and then the coronavirus thing took off. And then after that, I had some other people on and that was all we talked about. So those got pushed up to the front of the yeah. line. And my, my podcast has only been going on for, you know, I've got 15 episodes out. So, and every other one is an, is an interview. So I have to wait, you know, every week to get somebody on. And it's like, Oh, I got this great interview with Benny Wills from joy camp. And I'm like, I'm ready to put it on. And then I, and then I interview Whitney Webb and then I interview James Corbett and these yep. have to go yep. straight to the front of the line because it's timely. So topical. Yep. 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 Yeah. And so, yep. so that's, I've been, you know, I, I've been, I, I wanted to be careful and not even go too much into my opinion on it. It, until I gave it a couple of weeks. Yes, and that's, so that's yeah. what I did. I just sort of like went through it. And after maybe two, you know, all two and a half weeks or so, I finally said, all right, I feel like I've got a, a good enough handle on it. Not, not, not to say I have it all figured out, but I mean, it's played out enough so that I think I can give like my comment on it. And the, one of the reasons why I wanted to do that was because I I know how I feel about 9-11 now, yeah. but I don't remember exactly how I felt about 9-11 on 9-11. Yeah. And I think it would have been interesting to have that because I remember I was sitting with a couple of my buddies. We were in Manhattan Beach, California, where we were all roommates when it happened. And we sat on the couch and watched news all day long. I wish I had like a video of, of us talking about what we thought then. I thought it would be interesting. So with regard to the coronavirus thing, I sort of wanted to just you know, do a show where I just monologue and got it out there. What I 
saw at that moment. And then I can look back on it years from now. We all can look back on it and see, you know, what was I right about? What was I out of my mind about? What, what was I, what did I never even think about that was, that was coming, you know? So, um, so that, that's what I did. And I'm still, it's still a work in progress. I'm still trying to figure out all of the angles to this. It's a lot like 9-11 when people say it's like the new 9-11. It's a lot like 9-11 because there's so many storylines that were going in, in 9-11, different directions, different people wanted different things. And it's only until years later, you were able to kind of piece it together and you go, God damn, there were a lot of people that took advantage of that event to get things that they wanted. And I feel <laughs> like we're going to, feel the same way about this. When we look back on it, we're going to go, okay, big pharma was involved. AI was involved. looks like the banks were involved. I mean, who, you know, who? was it China's fault? Was it not China's fault? Was it really America trying to pin it on China, which is more like I, what I think, you know, why didn't India come down with it massively? Why didn't, you know, Brazil come down with it in a massive, those people are packed together. Was it 5g really, you know, so all of these possibilities. I kind of wanted to just talk, talk it out and see, um, later, you know, if I was, if, how close we were. Well, I think it'll happen faster than, than it did that time. I, I mean, now like the narrative was... is already falling apart completely. Yeah. I, I mean, feel yeah. like there's less like people on it right away. Like, but I don't know. Cause I wasn't into the thing, like, but I feel like there wasn't a lot of Dave McGowan's that were on this next day on nine twelve, being like, nah, this is bullshit. But I don't know, because I was like, I mean, I remember me on 9-11, I was freaking the fuck out and watching the news and thinking the world was ending. And, you know, yeah. like I bought it hook, line and sinker for me years too. and years. I mean, I was 20, I was, I was like a year out of high school. First job, fucking, I had no, didn't know any better. And it wasn't for, you know, 10 years until I really started looking into it. And I was like, oh my God, what did they do? Yeah. what, what there'll I, be go ahead. There'll, there'll be people that will 10 years from now say, Oh my God, I didn't even see, I lived through the coronavirus stuff and I couldn't even see the plan. And now it's so obvious to me 10 years later. So we are at this current moment, we are sort of the Dave McGowan's on, on nine 12 that are, that are, that are, you know, sounding the alarm that there's something fishy here, but I'm, I'm with you. And on September 11th, when it actually happened in 2001, go get them. I had no reason to believe that the media was full of shit. I didn't realize that the government, I couldn't conceive that the government would fake something like this. I didn't know their history of psychopathy. I didn't realize that this was something that not only was right up their alley, but is more like their specialty. And so I was at a severe disadvantage. I just kind of was like, this sucks. I feel really bad for those people. I hope this doesn't turn into something more. I still wasn't on board with the war and the Afghanistan yeah, part I mean, didn't yeah, make any sense, yeah, yeah. but but still, like we collectively as a nation here in, in the U.S., boy, we see some of the similarities between nine, post 9-11 and post coronavirus or, or as we're in it. One of them is the, the social pressure put on somebody. If you're not if you're not enthusiastically enough supporting Support the, the troops. troops. You got then, then it's fuck you and you're trying to make our country less safe. And it's all this Goebbels stuff. You know what I mean? It's all, it's like textbook, you know, reaction to these prop, this propaganda. And, um, and I'm seeing some of the same thing, you know, if in nine 11, it was, you know, support the troops and they were put up on a pedestal. And now it's, when you go to the airport, it's, you know, if you have any, if you're traveling with children under two or you, 
or handicap, or if you're active duty military, please come and board the airline first, right? They're just, they're heroes now. And I'm seeing the same thing with the medical community um, for the coronavirus. We're putting them up on pedestals. We're clapping when they come out of hospitals. We're, we're uh, you know, we're singing songs to them at five o'clock on our balconies and all this stuff. And I'm like, what is the setup here? And my guess, and I think it's an educated, I think I'm right, but it's a guess, is that I believe that they are putting nurses and doctors on a pedestal so that they become untouchable societally uh, because those are the ones that are going to institute, they're the ones that are going to give you the forced vaccination. And so if they're godlike, you have less of a, a reason to say no to them. You're, you're sort of going to defer to them because they've been put up on the, I mean, doctors kind of already were, but this is taken to a new level. Well, and, and it's those not good. People yeah. that, that will be injecting you, yeah. you know, yeah. harder to and say no to them be, when you yeah. think of them as heroes. Yeah. It's going to be medical martial law. They get, it's going to sure. be, it's not going to be a war. It's going to come through the cyclical lockdowns, this new virus coming out. It's going to be forced vaccinations that they're going to be a part of the new world order really which yeah. is going to be medical martial law that's the way they're going to get around it I, I the global warming didn't work the other wars in the middle east aren't working like they need something to get everybody under control i think it's yeah. more just to, to skew public um to skew the public perception on the whole thing because i really think it's like it's sort of the same as the war on terror you know like when that shit first happened not a lot of people bitch about getting spied on or anything or the Patriot Act. You know, that's okay, man, because terrorists. And now mm -hmm. that's okay because Corona. Okay. Like yep. you're going to tell me that fucking 15 years ago, you tell me hey, I'm going to lock you in your fucking house for six weeks or eight weeks and you're going to lose your job and all that shit. And you know, you, you've been like, what the fuck, man? But now here we are. And yep. now, I mean, you put a poll out and it's like, should we leave our houses? And it's like 70%. No, man, let's stay in here a little longer. It's it's genius, actually. It's evil, evil genius. But you couldn't have and This is um, I had James Corbett on, too. That was Same great thing. as so, well. Yeah, that was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And, and we're talking about the I, the concept. We're sort of like, roll, you know, working it out in our like, you know, verbally. Um, like, how would you go about controlling the people when the military and National Guard is so small and there's so many people and the, the trick is to get the people to want it, to do it themselves, to control themselves, to quarantine themselves. And how would you do that? You could put, you could overtly put troops on every corner and tanks and APVs and all these things and give it the appearance of war. Or you could create this version of medical martial law where the people sequester themselves in their house, uh, you know, on their own, like for their own on their own accord. And yeah, now the government's telling them to do it, but they almost didn't have to tell them to do it because people were lining up to do it just to be on the safe side. And so it's a fascinating psychological study on, on how groups work, the role of the media, the role of fear. And they're going to study this for decades because it is that, you know, though maybe this isn't even the big one. Maybe this is the dress rehearsal where, where they roll it out and it, and it, you know, martial law, you know, medical martial law came and, um, quarantines came and then they left and then we're fine. And then it wasn't all that bad. And we got back to, you know, work and it screwed up the economy, but we, we made it happen. You know, we, it's fine because then the next time it comes around, then they're going to be like quarantine time. Everyone will be like, okay, here we go. This exercise again, they'll just 
smile and walk right in. Hey, we're saving ourselves. We're being thoughtful. And they just get us conditioned that this is okay. It's not okay. It's not okay to be stuffed in your house. I have a new, new respect for those prisoners that get let out on house arrest. I always thought that was bullshit, but house arrest is no fun. It's, it's psychologically torture. You what, know? I, what, it, what I don't understand is how this is all planned, yet they, they fuck up left, right, and center. Like, why would the yeah. who send out those tweets that are completely contradicting now what they're saying? Why would they even jump the gun on tweets like that? Is why would, jump why the would, shark now? No, that's different. That's oh. a different thing. Why would, why would the media, the media is getting caught in lie after lie. The models have been wrong and everybody knows the models are wrong. The data is not, why are they so sloppy on it? I mean, I just, I don't get how they can do it or, or maybe they're taking advantage of it and they, they can't, they don't have complete control of the narrative. They're just trying as they go along, but it just, it feels really sloppy. They're so busy stealing. They can't even get this, keep their story straight. You know, they're so yeah. busy s- siphoning off trillions of dollars and giving it to their friends at big corporations. It's such a, yeah, they, it, they always tend to, to get a bit sloppy, but what's interesting is that when, when now a lot of people will say you guys sound like a bunch of unhinged conspiracy theorists for this. And it's like, well, oh, yeah. let me just remind, let me remind the public. First of all, it wouldn't be the first time people have called us that, but let me remind the public that, um, they have run simulations simulating the very things that happen. Uh, nine 11, there were 40 different simulations that were running simulating terrorism events and things like that. A mathematical impossibility. The London 7-7 bombing. They were simulating the bombs going off in two tube stations in London. They had a crew out there, a private security crew that was role-playing this, and then it happened exactly when they were role-playing it at the exact two stations they chose at the exact time that they chose to do it. Once again, a mathematical impossibility. You've got the Boston bombing. They were running drills for that at the same time as well. Now here we get to um, to, to this current coronavirus thing. And you look back three months before it started, which was October of 2019 in, in New York city, the Bill and Melinda Gates foundation in conjunction John Hopkins, uh, hospital and the world economic forum ran a simulation called event 201 in which they simulated the identical thing that wound up happening just three months later. So how many times are they are they going to run simulations and then magically have them turn out exactly the way they simulated it before we start to wake up to the fact that we're getting lied to and that these events aren't as organic as they're being made to to be by the media? Stay the fuck away from simulations. My favorite was the one in Mexico where they were drilling a, an earthquake with a magnitude of eight and one minute off of when the drill was supposed to start, a magnitude eight hit. I wonder if that's what like a coincidence. I wonder if that's crazy like this weird sort of accidental intention thing. That's crazy <laughs> coincidence. Right? Because maybe we're just manifesting. We fucking manifested 9 11. Maybe it wasn't an inside job. We just manifested it. <laughs> and then the fucking matrix is just trying to figure out how the fuck to make this thing make sense. I might need another edible for that one. All right. Well, you will call me back. <laughs> <laughs> I was book pissed. two. I was pissed on nine ten because Rumsfeld came out and said we've lost two point five trillion dollars. Two point three, yeah. Two point three trillion dollars, and we just don't know where it went. And I was pissed. I was raging. I ranted to all my friends that night. I went off on a wicked rant about how there needed to be a massive revolution and change because there was way too much corruption. 
Look well, at you and, now. And you ran away to, out, then you ran away to Canada. So then, <laughs> so then the next morning when they watched the towers, I'm like, wait a second. They had just like that spring, I think it was that spring, they had said that all the geese that were laying eggs near the Anchorage airport, that the geese were too harmful to the planes coming in. And they sent all the kids out there to smash all the Easter eggs, all the, I'm sorry, all the geese eggs. So they all went out into this one area where they had been laying forever and they found every egg and smashed it so that it wouldn't hit, so it wouldn't cause any of the planes to crash. And so then I'm like, so wait a minute, a goose flying, even a flock of geese could take down an airplane, but it can go through these steel towers that are like inside and outside. No fucking way. No way. <laughs> So I was totally right from the very beginning. I was just jumping up and down going bullshit. That's against physics. That can't happen. I was late to that party. I, I, I was, I was, it took me years before I woke up to the reality of that. Yeah. Credit to you for recognizing it right away. I did not. I was, no, it's horrible to be awake ignorant. going through all that. I, I wish I never woke up to be perfectly honest. I wish I would have stayed asleep. Honestly. Be a lot easier. Way you easier. get called a Nazi less. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you get called Nazi for anything these days. I did so, not see so that coming. How much do you think, uh, how much of this do you think is a spiritual warfare? I mean, we were just talking about before you came on that, that, and I don't know if this is true, oh. but that Maria Abramovic commercial that came on from Microsoft mm -hmm. and they fucking, it blew up and they, they canceled it. Was on yeah. the, was on the day Jesus was uh, was uh, crucified apparently, and then they showed oh. that that uh, Roman so were, Roman Emperor Tiberius on that day? and Tiberius was in the thing apparently known for so they were crucifying her. No, it just the oh. like. What do you mean by that? Well, well no, she no, no, the no, thing just, that she went on to YouTube. I mean, they must have known she was going to get fucking eaten alive if they posted her. You know. They must have known. I mean, it is 25,000 no. dislikes to 500 likes. I don't know what that ratio no, is off the top more, of my I head. I it got to more than that. But, but it's yeah. enough that they had to have seen it coming, unless they're completely dense. In which case, how the fuck did we end up letting them in charge? Because that, you know? Maybe they knew they were going to pull it down. Yeah, that's what I mean, which yeah. means. Yeah, but they put it. That's what I'm saying so is it was put, put it up, up on purpose to sacrifice on the, it on the on the day Jesus was was crucified. I mean, to me, the 419 thing is crazier because I didn't even know about that till this year. What was that? That fucking there's been like all these crazy massacres on April 19th. But like there's a bunch of them in the last 10 years. Oh, it's shit, crazy. Really? Oh, that's right. It was Columbine. This one the other day. I oh, forget shit. the other two. Huh. What was the the uh, the big one? The, well, it's Hitler's uh, birthday on the 20th. Oh, Waco? Yeah, Waco, Waco was and, on the and, 19th uh, and the Oklahoma, Oklahoma bombing. One, yeah. And Stalin's the and, today. And Stalin's the in, birthday is today. The interesting thing about uh, Waco and Oklahoma is that what's-his-name is kind of tied to both of them. Timothy McVeigh was at Waco and at the Oklahoma City bombing. What? Yeah. Oh. And he was ex-Special Forces. And then people were saying, well, what's, where's this one going to be? And then it was in Canada. Oklahoma City is fucking, you know, Oklahoma City is a good one if people haven't looked into it. Because Oklahoma City happened a long time ago before a lot of people might have been woke, 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 woke. Oklahoma City's full of holes. Yeah. Like, full of holes. Like, all that shit blew outward. 
Like if you look at the pictures, all that stuff's like blowing into the park, but we're, we're supposed to have been blowing from the fucking van outside. And like yeah. the ATF were told the day before not to come to work. And like, then there was other people talking about how every single, all the support columns had new drywall because they were doing reno on them. So actually Colbert has a great Cor- Corbett? Corbett Corbett has a Col- mm-hmm. it'd be great if Colbert did an episode on it. That would help. But uh, Corbett, Corbert, Corbett, James Corbett, James Corbett has a great episode on it. Yep. And, uh, Oklahoma City, yeah, that's like well, because what was that like ninety three? I want to say ninety three, yeah, um, yeah, because nobody was really woke then. Nobody no, was. It was ninety five. That was like putting fucking flyers under windshield wiper days. You know what I mean? There was really no way to get it out there except for I don't know. Alex Jones is probably up to something, but you know, Oklahoma City is a good one to look into. I highly recommend people start peeling back the layers on that one. Yeah, that one's dirty. There are a lot. There are multiple bombs in the building. Uh, so even their official story didn't make any sense. You can watch the videotapes of the the news people reporting from the scene, saying that they just taken out uh, a second bomb, and then another one said they've now just taken out a third bomb out of the building. So the whole story, and and that, and I was not not aware of all of that at the time. You know, it took years years from from there to to then go back and look at and then everything you every big event like that when you get into it you start to find some really large problems with it and and almost always if it happens inside the united states you almost always find the fbi's fingerprints all over it it's just they just are involved they're always involved in these things it's really um i mean it's no exaggeration to say that the fbi is a terrorist organization i know there's some good people that work there but but um their their reputation and the things that they've been involved with is pretty reprehensible. Yeah. That's what I like to call NATO, the North American terrorist organization. Yeah. You know, that's, they are for sure. Anything that's got that, anything that has ties to the Rockefellers, you can just go ahead and pencil it in. That, that is not something you want to be a part of. Well, they built modern medicine, the medical industrial complex. They Big own like pharma. the AMA and everything, like the American Medical well, Association. It. Yeah, it's disgusting. The Rockefellers commissioned away from the Flexner report to figure out how to fund only certain universities and then pump those up and then build the educational system so that everybody goes into just those universities a hundred years ago. And then Big Pharma was built from that, from all of that. You were saying on one of your uh, last episodes that uh, the CDC apparently is involved in a lot of patents as well. The CDC makes or, like- Was it patents or was it, uh, yeah. Yeah. They make like yeah, $400 million a year off I vaccines. I don't know why I didn't fucks. realize that that was such a big yeah. issue. Yeah. Sarah, I described them as a vaccine company masquerading yeah. as a regulatory yeah. agency. Because yeah. <laughs> that's what they are. They make all their money from selling vaccines, from the patents on vaccines. So, but, and they set the vaccine schedule. It's totally sketchy. And then and then, of course, you know, the head of the CDC uh, passes some legislation that is favorable to Merck. And then as soon as she's done working for Merck, she or for the CDC goes to work for Merck. Yeah, she goes to work for Merck and gets paid, you know, a couple million bucks a year. And that's how that's how this thing works. And and they so it's like, oh, they bribe these people. No, they don't even need to bribe them. They just know how it works. As soon as they get done. You go, you go to, if you want to go, if you're a general and you're pushing for a big war, 
Then when you're done being a general, you're going to be hired as a consultant or a lobbyist by Lockheed Martin. They're going to pay you $700,000 a year. You're going to play golf with people three days a week, you know? And so you know how to play ball. If you've come up in that and you start to get towards the top in these fields and these governmental regulatory positions that don't pay very well, you know, you know that there's money on the other side. You just have to make it, you know, a little better for this company or this industry, and then they'll take care of you. I mean, people aren't actually paying four hundred dollars to hear Obama speak. It's a legalized form of bribery. Yeah, when Goldman yeah. Sachs gives them that money, it's not because they give a shit what he has to say. It's because they're it's a thank you for what he's done. And if people can't figure that out, then they have their heads up their asses. I don't know what to tell you. I don't. It can't be any more clear than that. That that's, this is how the world works. This is how the governments work. This is how politicians function. And um, you know, we get what we get, and we shouldn't act all that surprised. What about the more intangible spiritual part of it? Like that, like that ad from Microsoft, for example, like yeah. right in the midst of all this, when Gates is also in the midst getting, getting shit thrown everywhere at him. I mean, his, some of his posts are going backwards in the, you know, in the, uh, they locked up his account so he can't comment yeah. anymore. And then, and then this thing comes out. I mean, what, what, what is that? Is some sort of spiritual symbolism or. Yeah, I think it is. I mean, so I'm not just personally, I'm not religious, and I don't really care one way or the other. I do know that the people that are in charge of this planet are into some really dark shit. And th- to them, rituals and ceremonies and performances and symbolism uh, matters to them. It's part of their culture. It's part of how they communicate and let people know that we're we're in this, we're involved in this. You know, uh, you see a lot of the one eye stuff and, you know. It's it's a real thing. It's part of this culture. And so when Microsoft, who has a bad reputation to begin with, um, it wants to bring in a, a spokesperson and they pick Maria, Maria Abramovich, who is a, you know, who's no, best known for spirit cooking and for being like, you know, a Luciferian high priestess. Um, the, the question is, what the fuck are you doing? What, who? Whose smart idea was this? It didn't happen by accident. Somebody at the top made a decision to put that in. And obviously it backfired and caused a lot of controversy, but maybe actually it didn't backfire. Maybe it did exactly what it was supposed to do, which is send the message that our people are in charge of this operation. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 like uh what what was one of our one of our past guests said it's not about the actual it's the, it's the message. It's not about it resonating with anything or some sort of, it's more about the message that, that just yep. putting that stamp on it. Kind of just the thought, getting this. the thought out yeah. there, let them yeah. create it. Yeah. Have you heard anything about this hack lately? Have you been following that at all? Is anything going to come of that? Yeah, I heard something about it, but I really don't know. I don't know enough, although I hope it's true because that's going to be great <laughs> to get into those servers and see what these maniacs are talking about. Oh Lord. But of course, then there's the, you know, you know that the CIA is working double time right now to create some disinformation. So it's going to be hard to, to figure out what's true, what's real, um, you know, who to trust. But, uh, if you could hack the emails of the WHO and the Gates foundation, Oh shit, that's, that's gotta be juicy. And, and, and they've gotta be like in panicking lately. Um, they've refuted of, it. 
Refuted the, the hack, hack itself? Yeah, or? the Gates Foundation and who have both refuted it. The hack itself? Yeah. Just they're just denying it happened. They Never said, trust said, a government yeah. source until it's officially been denied, right? They said it was all everything that's been posted was from previous data breaches. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it's previous data breaches, as if there have been multiple, you know. Maybe maybe it's not so unrealistic that you guys got hacked again. If you're talking about all of the other ones that you've had, no, it's not this one. It's one of the four other ones we we had in the past. That's the that's what we're talking about. Sounds like there's some lack security there. Old they're, news. They're blaming anti-vaxxers. Mind you, the you know the emails the emails that got leaked before Trump got elected didn't seem to do much either. Really, I mean, some people will claim that it helped get him elected, but I mean, not much came from all those. All no. those emails either, really, officially. No, no, it didn't hurt. And so are you guys interested in the presidential election in for America? I'm assuming that it'll be a topic for you guys, but do you guys give it, it, it a shit about it at all? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Just as far as, uh, I mean, I was never into politics before, but now I I'm, I give a shit about it a little bit more just to see the, the shit show that's going on. I mean, I cannot believe that everybody's endorsing Biden. I want to see it's Biden it's win. It'll just be fucking <laughs> hilarious. Man. I just want to see Biden run, try and run I, the country. <laughs> it would be. It's, it's it mind-blowing. It feels comical. like a big setup. It think feels of like some a of the huge setup it, right now. Think of some of the stuff he might say. Oh. I like. It's Just think of some of the stuff you might say. It's a huge setup. I think they want Trump to keep going. There's some, I mean, obviously the, the, there's a bunch of people that really, really, really hate him, but I feel like the people that are in charge just want to keep him going, keep the division, keep the media making money. You know, yeah. it's. They can work with him. I think, I, I, I don't think that they, I don't think it even matters at this point. I think it's heads. They win tails. We lose, you know, um, whether they've got, Trump in there or Biden in there, you know, they both I would, fit I would the say that well, Biden is fully under control. I mean, he is, he is a, like a, a robot, you know, he is a political robot. Um, he has no soul. He will be whatever his donors want him to be. And, uh, and he's a pretty reprehensible guy, but, and then there's Trump who, you know, people are very, Boy, there's no middle ground with this guy. It's 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 quite fascinating. I didn't really care for his personality before he got into politics. He was, you know, just one of those obnoxious guys. But um, now that he's uh, now that he's the president, holy shit! I mean, it's like everybody you know wants to fight about him. It's crazy to me. I just what I don't understand how people can put so much faith in this guy. I just don't because um, well, he's an outsider, and he, he seems like it. Because he seems yeah. like an outsider. Because he does stuff like leave the Paris Accord, which for a lot of people, which that's cool. a damn good I, thing. Like I, you know, to yeah. me, that makes it seem like it's real. It makes it seem like yeah. it's a real fight because he does stuff like that, that he says he's going to do. And the most politicians, you should be up in Canada. Our guy can't even answer a fucking single question. He's the, no. he can't even listen to the guy. Trump is yeah. a breath of fresh air compared to our guy. So, you know, that's yeah. why people like him because he's actually trying to answer fucking questions. Our guy won't leave the house and he just skirts <laughs> everything. And he, it's just, it's so annoying. So I feel like he's got, there's a sense of that. He's not just the average politician and people were fed yeah. up after years and years of being told there was going to be changed. People were fed up. You can understand why people. Oh yeah. But, oh, yeah. People, but the way, but you can look at it like this too. It's like they were fed up by Bush already. So it's like, all right, let's give him a black guy and then we'll give him a reality TV guy. It's like, who's next? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I do it'll love probably when be Trump, Trump Jr. after the media. I feel like it'll yeah. be yeah. Trump Jr. is going to be president at some point. It's inevitable. <laughs> yeah, probably. Or Ivanka. God Ooh. forbid Jared Kushner. Ivanka yeah. ends up being the first woman president. Oh, the fuck. People would fucking oh, the freak. Would, the, oh, my God. Could you imagine? They, they wouldn't know what to do. They would. They would. Yeah, but I love it when when Trump gets into it with the press and tells them that they're that they're they're fake news and all that stuff because that's that's organic like that I signed up for. I'm good with that. Um, I want him to do more of that stuff and par- pull out of the Paris Climate Accord. I'm, I'm on board with that. But then I see these giveaways to Israel and I'm like, come on, really? Are you gonna yeah. you gonna do yeah. this? And I see yeah. this, you know, bowing down to the Saudis and all that. And I oh, get the it. Military you know? industrial complex. I mean, the money is pumping in. That's what bugs me is people should be upset at him for these real issues, not for yeah. what the media lies about him. Like the people, it, oh, yeah. it's just, a, it's just the derangement syndrome that gets me going because yeah. they're just buying into all these talking points that aren't real. I mean, the media's, have you seen the list of lies that they apparently say? It's just oh. ridiculous. It's not stuff you would ever say that somebody's lying about. But it's that's like, still nothing compared to Corona derangement syndrome. Corona derangement is getting up there. Oh, dude, they got snitch lines. Mind you, I heard the snitch line was mostly dick pics. Yeah, it was trolled yeah. pretty heavy. As it should be, to yeah. be honest with oh, you. Oh, yeah, was, uh, that was like, made me smile. That makes me happy to hear that the, the snitch lines are just getting trolled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the end. It's the it's the meme the memes are just people I mean, will get they're, over they're the, so powerful right I mean the memes about that. people in the parks and like you're not allowed to do this but you can line up at the big box store like yeah. how is that right. okay and you can't even gather with like three people in a park or walk your dog or surf or go in the skate park like you it's, can do it it's, but it has to be controlled yeah it's I think some crazy. of the it's beaches crazy. are opening back up go beach so what do you think yeah. what what do you what do you give people for advice here like how do we because oh, people people email us and their friends talk to us and they, they don't know what to do. They're like, what do we do? Because this is a, the narrative is falling apart. It's a joke. How do we stop this vac- global vaccination program, which is really what it's going to end up doing? I mean, Bill Gates yeah. said it enough. He wants to vaccinate everybody. Yeah. I, well, first, like any good problem, you have to you have to identify it and you have to talk about it, man. And I think people need to understand, uh, you know, I was, I saw Tim Dillon on Joe Rogan last week and there's criticism of Joe um, because Tim Dillon brought up the fact that Bill Gates, you know, was kind of a bad guy and, and Joe Rogan was very dismissive of it. You know, he's like, Oh, stop that. You know, you know, he's a good guy. He's just rich and he's, you know, he's a nerdy guy and he's trying to help the world and everything. It's like, well, hang on a second. I think people need to get themselves educated on who Bill Gates really is um, because he is hiding behind this Gates Foundation PR mask the way the uh, the John D. Rockefeller had to hide and create the Rockefeller Foundation as a PR mask for him to make him look better because the shit that he was doing in real life was so horrible that the public was turning on him. And with Bill Gates... He learned from that and put the Gates Foundation out front as this PR mask. Well, people are starting to wake up to to who Bill Gates is, what the Gates Foundation is involved with, and how their vaccination program in India was so bad, it gave a half a million kids uh, polio. The polio vaccine that they were giving out gave a half a million kids polio. And the country of India kicked the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation out of the country. They're not there anymore because of that. Uh, And he's partnered with the World Health Organization. People need to get into who the World Health Organization is. Well, this is an organization. First of all, it's a globalist organization 
uh, with connections to the United Nations. So you know it's it's trouble to begin with. But but the World Health Organization in 2014 was busted in Kenya for putting sterilants in the tetanus vaccine that they were giving to all the women in the area. Now, they first denied it, but then they later admitted to it and also admitted that they had been doing it for the past 10 years. So the World Health Organization has some huge skeletons in their closet. So before we blindly trust these cocksuckers that we see on our nightly news, be it the media or the government or the World Health Organization or the CDC or Bill Gates, we need to make sure we know exactly who they are. And who be, before we hand over the authority to them to run the world, because they have big question marks. And these are the last people in the world that should be in charge of this sort of stuff. Right. And the fact that we're being obedient and we're just sort of sitting down and taking it is fucking alarming to me. So I feel like maybe we should all wake up to this, you know, to to who who these people actually are, do some research, listen to some of the alternative media, because you know what? They, they actually know a little bit about this. They, they've been watching Bill Gates for years and years, and they're not taking money from him. They're not on MSNBC trying to not criticize Bill Gates, forgetting the fact that the MS in MSNBC stands for Microsoft. Okay. So understand that the media version of who Bill Gates is, is going to be totally warped. So we have to be responsible for digging in and getting this information for ourselves and and understanding who we're, you know, who we're obeying orders from and who we're, we're going to let vaccinate us on a mass scale. You can't let the Gates Foundation anywhere near you with vaccines. They, they have a track record of of killing people and maiming people. And it's a big problem to the point that that countries are telling them to leave. So maybe we should pay attention to this. But that's just my opinion. Fucking Bill Gates. Man. No, that's awesome. I mean, that's what we've been talking about. Just, I agree 100%. We got to keep talking about what these people really are. I mean, this is all evidence too. And the thing is, it's coming out of his own mouth. He's not shy about yep. saying it. I mean, they're saying this yep. stuff. I didn't even know the MS and MSNBC, MSNBC stood for Microsoft. Yeah. Yep. My, Microsoft mm -hmm. and, and NBC did a joint venture back in the 90s and formed that. Yeah. Yeah. He was one of the first really rich people to buy uh, his own media company. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know if you start like, and Bezos owns the post. Ted Turner started Ted Turner CNN. Ted Turner owned CNN. Owned it. It's a yeah. tough, it's a tough one. I mean, I always, the Gates thing was hard with the Gates Foundation. They do a really good job at, at, uh, at hiding all that, I think, for a while. I mean, they can only last, I yeah. think they can only do it for so long, but it's hard for people to just, Wake up and see how bad it really is. I forget what I was listening to today, but they were talking about how it'd be funny if they used the Defense Act to make the New York Times make toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. I'd laugh. I couldn't help it. So what do you, th do you think this is it? Do you think this is it? Or is this the first wave of a couple waves or like when, how long do we have and what should we do when we get a bit of freedom back? I mean, I'll be honest. I haven't really noticed the quarantine because I'm still working full time and I, th I think it's bullshit and I do what I want and I'm not going to any old folks homes or any doctors or any hospitals and I'm not encroaching on anyone six feet unless they want me to, if they right. want me to, I will. But so I, I mean, I haven't really noticed I'm out of the house every day. I'm working every day. I'm going out to the woods. I'm getting out of the house. I'm just life as usual, but it's kind of, 
I'm get the new the no traffic and lots of parking was cool for a while, but I'm kind of missing some of that stuff now. I think it's the first wave. I mean, I think I think the I think that this is uh, part of a like a Pavlovian response that they're they're getting us. You know, they're they're just sort of training us that this is going to be normal to be in our house for a while. And then I think this is all going to get lifted and we're going to go back and, and, but I, I expect it to come back again. They've, I've heard them even mention, you know, in the event 201 simulation, they said that this will last for 18 months, uh, wave after wave, you know, so, so, and I've heard media, you know, talking head guys, uh, report that as well. So it sounds like they're all reading off of the same script. I don't know if that means that uh, they intend to make this thing last for 18 months and they're just going to keep pumping it up. It doesn't make any sense. Though. If you really think about the 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 quarantine concept, if this it's if if we all went in our houses and then the virus just died, then all of um, them should the, die. We the, should the, eradicate the, disease. But it's somewhere. It's somewhere out there. And then when everybody comes out, we'll just get it. It'll just come back again, theoretically. Now, I don't know that it's any I don't I'm not a virologist. Right. So I, I'm not, you know, um, licensed or, or able to speak about, you know, whether or not it's a, a actually a cold or, or not. But but I do know that there's some fuckery going on with the way they're counting the numbers and they're incentivizing hospitals by giving them uh, the CDC, paying them out money to classify certain deaths as being COVID related. And if they need a, a, a ventilator, then they get an, you know, even more money than that. So, so now you're starting to talk about screwing with the numbers. So who knows if this thing is even, you know, what it is. It's so hard to tell. But everybody's an expert. I want to see baseline numbers of coronavirus in all the environments from the last 50 years, because I think it's just a natural thing. And now they're making a big deal out of a natural thing. I was expecting it to have gone away though. And it hasn't. So I, you know, I, I don't, I can't trust my model anymore. The fact that they're extending it. I mean, it looks like the States has fucking had enough, but I mean, they could easily, they could say you're fucking not leaving your house till June right now, and half of fucking Canada would jump for joy. Yeah, but that might just be because they're enjoying the time off. There's yeah. an aspect of that. There's an aspect of that. Guys going home because other guys are sneezing, and it's just like you know what the government. If I I could just go home, make a phone call, the government's going to put some money in my account in a couple of days, and it's like a fucking paid vacation. And I mean, I'm not trying to make light of it, but here I am making light of it. Yep. It might, it might, it might last for, might last for a while. As long Uh, as the government's willing to keep, it's almost like that's by design. I've never seen any time in the world where the government's like fucking ready to hand out money within a couple of weeks. Like, boom, here's a bunch of money for everyone. So you guys can just calm the fuck down and stay the fuck home. And it just seems like the entire planet in lockstep was ready to do that. But global government seems crazy. It seems like the global government's already there and they're just trying to figure out a nice way to tell us about it. Kind of like they just sort of told us that they're tracking all of our phones all the time. They just sort of popped that one out. They already told us they were reading our texts and stuff and that was okay because of terrorism. And it's like, okay, well, they didn't in the last three months just whip out the technology to start telling when people were six feet apart and gathering. They've been doing that for fucking ever and it was just like... COVID. Hey, we're scanning you motherfuckers, by the way. And everyone's like, oh, that's okay. You know, I'll yep. download the app Just that even lets you scan me even more. Yep. It's crazy, man. We're really, uh, 
We're, we're a bunch of suckers. If you haven't read 1984, you need to read that shit fucking now before it gets banned. And you need to watch Event 201 if you haven't before that shit gets starts disappearing from the internet. You could you could probably read four and five are the best. Just watch it. Just watch all five parts of it. Just watch it all. Just if you if you just go watch it and then tell me that this isn't a fucking planned out scam. You could probably read Operation Lockstep too, the paper that was written ten years. ago. We're not doing operations projects during interviews. No, no, no. That's just just listen to it before the show. Is it, have you heard about that one, the the paper 10 years ago, Operation Lockstep? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That basically, like, and it was, like, almost identical to what we're experiencing now, even down to the point where they mentioned uh, masks and uh, th- temperature checks before you walk into grocery stores, and they wrote it in 2010. Yeah. Yeah, there, it, it's, a, it's a blueprint for enslavement, and this stuff is not organic. I, you know, if it was... I, I I wish that it was, but because I, I don't think that it is when you run simulations about it and then these simulations just keep coming out, you know, too close for, for it to be accidental. And so you have to, you have to sort of ask the question, is somebody behind this? Are they making this happen? And I think the answer is yes. Um, like a lot of the, the drills that they've done. Um, remember when you run a drill, you also get the opportunity to pre uh, place people in positions that you need them in. So part of when they run these drills and and make them go live is that they use it as a cover to get their people in the right spot. So, um, you know, with event 201, they simulated that this was going to happen, you know, from bats to pigs to people. And then they talked about it coming out of, you know, spreading into China and the U S and all these things sort of, you know, kind of played out exactly the same as, as this scenario that they wrote up and the scenario called for it to go for 18 months. And it also called for 65 million people to die. Now, luckily we haven't seen the 65 million people die yet, but we also haven't gotten through all 18 months. So we don't know if there's a way that's what makes me think that there might be a second and a third wave of this is because so far they've stuck to the script. And unfortunately the script lasts uh, a long time and involves a lot of dead people and maybe you know hopefully we don't see it hopefully they they go off script and they sort of say well the simulation's over but um but it it just makes me think that if they've run it and it's and this isn't the big one so to speak then there'll be another simulation two or three years from now simulating the big one that's coming so these these motherfuckers are not going to stop you know they they want control out of all of us and they prey on the fact that we're blissfully ignorant of this and some of us are awake to it and some of us aren't so we kind of need to be you know we we kind of need to shake people and say hey man wake up there's some there's some nonsense going on here you need to be aware of it you can't just blindly trust your government because it's it's very dangerous this could end this could end very badly and you and you look back on regimes like Russia in the you know in the 30s and 40s and they they had no problem slaughtering a ton of their own people. So if you mistakenly think that oh our government Things is different somehow now. different, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you'll be you'll be it'll be the last thing going through your head before they 
put a bullet, you know, I hate to, to sound so like dark and graphic, but I mean, we, we, we do need to remember how these totalitarian regimes turn out. It is always bad for the people in the tune of like millions of civilian deaths. So these maniacs don't have a problem getting rid of all of us. They openly talk about it in their, in their writings about how they want to depopulate. Like, and now here they are coming with the savior, a, a mandatory vaccine possibly for everybody from the same people that are that are talking about depopulating like if you walk into that then you fucking get what you deserve to be honest with you because it's so obvious that this is this is not going to be for the benefit of the of the people this is for the elite and it's it's pretty obvious to anyone that's paying attention yeah i mean i've heard people say it's get a choice between the vaccine and freedom like there'll be a choice but everybody's going to have to make that choice but maybe <sighs> the choice isn't freedom maybe it's the vaccine or death i mean yeah you know, I, <clears throat> Or what would you pick? I don't know. Right now, I I don't want to. I don't want to. I'm not. I, I feel like that would be the hill to die on. Like, no, you're not going to track me vaccine, all that stuff. You die yeah. on that hill? Probably. I'd probably just you take the shot it. and let him shoot me doing something crazy that I wasn't supposed to be doing after. Instead of just like, yeah, like really take the shot example. or die. You're just like, no, just shoot me. Just, okay. <laughs> Clean up, crew. I don't know. I don't know. What would you do, Charlie? Would you take it? Oh man, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I, 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 no, I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to take it, but the, this, you know, what they'll do is they'll tie, they won't, it probably won't be take the vaccine or we'll shoot you. It'll be take the vaccine or you don't get uh, a driver's license and therefore well, that, you can't do your job or travel. Yeah. That's what I mean. They pull I think out a that's gun, both of you guys are taking the shot. I, I mean, think, let's be real. I think that that's what people mean by the freedom. It'll be like, it'll separate yeah. the whole society. Like you're, yeah. you're going to be vaccinated and tracked and part of the system, or you're just off the grid. Ooh, it'll be like Brave own. New World. Some of us will live on the little savage yeah. reservations. Yeah, it'll be savage reservations. Yeah. I'm halfway well, they, there. They talked about that, uh, try, uh, passing this digital dollar uh, into this um, stimulus bill for the coronavirus, and it got thrown out of the first batch, and now I'm hearing that it might be introduced again. But yeah. part of what this digi digital dollar uh, concept was, was it's like a, you know, like a non-secure crypto, and they were going to pay the universal basic income to people through that. And so that would create like a, a second tier of currency. You'd have the U.S. dollar, and then you'd have underneath it this digital dollar that's like gov free government money. Uh, and then if you didn't really do what they wanted you to do, say take the vaccine or do this or that, they just they just say, well, you're not eligible for this uh, yeah, exactly. digital dollar anymore. Well, you have to buy just, certain things with it. Yeah, or you can't. Yeah, you know, it's like food stamps, right? You can't buy alcohol. You can't buy cigarettes with it. Um, you know, you, you can only use it for these certain things. I mean, people figure workarounds for that, but, but it'll be like that. It'll be like, Oh, you want your $1,200 a month universal basic income? Well, you can get that because we're replacing your stupid ass with a robot. Um, but you, but then there'll be all these restrictions on where you can use it. And it'll obviously be tracked and they'll know exactly what you're spending it on. And you know, this is coming, this is what they want to do. It's not like this is coming in 15 years. Like this is coming in 15 months. <laughs> oh, it's here already. In, 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 no, in some our, aspects, yeah, they, it is here already. Yeah, clearly it's here. They're just don't want to. No, it's not. Most it's of not us just aren't worth playing our hand yet. on. It's not digitally incorporated. Oh, it's yeah, pretty it's, digitally it's incorporated. In. What are you talking about? Because they until it gets when I see it in the st in the next stimulus and the, and the people are actually doing that, like it's not quite here yet. 
But it's digital, though. No, it's not. They're not getting. They they rejected it the first time, right? Well, it's, they don't have. Yeah, their they own did. Crypto, but still, how but, much of your day is tracked? Look, the US yeah, I know, but that's not all in reserve. place yet, right? The infrastructure is getting built, but it's not in place yet. It's not going to happen for a couple of years, probably. The U.S. dollar was the petrodollar, the reserve currency of the planet for the last 50 years. Everything had to be traded. All the oil in every country had to be traded with U.S. dollars. So it forced all the whole – it flooded the zone with U.S. dollars. And now that's ended because they've gotten together and they've created these oil blocks to where they're just trading with themselves, you know. So they don't – the BRICS really started that. So then this big thing had to change. And they want to they want to go to a global crypto, and it'll probably be out of you know Switzerland, out of Basel, because that's where it would come from. But I would have to imagine that every country will have their own cryptocurrency, as well as a normal as currency a that's not yeah. worth as much. Like a cryptocurrency would be worth you know five percent more or something, so that you would use it. You know just to get everybody onto it and doing it. And anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming. Yeah. I, I mean, I spoke this year at Anarcapulco in, in Mexico and, cool. and they have, I wanted to go to that so bad. Oh yeah. It's fun, man. It looks like um, it. We should go. We should do that. Can't go anywhere we right go. now. <laughs> yeah, we well, should crash that next time. I got a book coming out with Jeff Berwick. Who's um, the dollar the, vigilante, right? Oh uh, yeah. 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 So, we we were almost done. It was almost we were almost putting it out, and then this coronavirus hit, and so now we're we're like reworking the back end of it to uh, uh, incorporate this into it. But but I was at at the at the Narcopulco, and they have a crypto vigilante component to it as well. And um, you know, it's fascinating to see. I don't know much about crypto, but I was there to learn, and so I was sat in on a few of these uh, conferences. And man, it's fascinating. There's people from all age groups in it. Like there were, it was filled with a lot of older people that were trying to wrap their heads around it. And they're talking about how, uh, the banks are even creating their own crypto, like, like Citigroup is creating their own. They're publicly saying that crypto is garbage, but they're secretly doing their own, <laughs> their own oh, yeah, totally. coin. Mm-hmm. So yep. it's coming. I mean, it's just a matter of which will, what, what will get adopted, you know, which will it be, you know, Bitcoin will the, the federal reserve create their own coin, which will obviously be straight garbage, but, um, but we've got to expect that that's coming. And it's a, it's a tough, it's a tough thing because on the one hand you like the, um, you know, the secrecy of Bitcoin and you like, uh, you know, the, your, your autonomy of it and the fact that it lives on the servers and things like that. But but that's also kind of a trap too, because you know that they want, they, the people running this world want to get you out of actual currency and get you into a digital currency. So you have to sort of balance that act between, between, oh, this is great. Bitcoin is super private and secret versus, um, you know, I, it's not tangible. I can't hold it in my hand, like gold coins or dollar bills or something like that. So, um, so we're, we're going to have some, you know, like everything else, we're just going to live in this new crazy ass world where the currency is going to change even. And that'll be, you know, some people will make a hell of a lot of money from this transition and other people will be totally and utterly left behind. So I don't know. It seems like maybe we should educate ourselves on these, on cryptocurrencies and and things like that, just to be on the safe side. Better to be in the first group for sure. Currency trading in general, I think there's going to be good opportunities there. So when does the new book come out then? Are we close? 
Yeah, we're close. We're we're wrapping it up tentatively titled The Controlled Demolition of the American Empire. Wow. Um it's it's going to be um it's going to be something. Yeah. We're just wrapping it up now. So we've got to get this we got to take advantage of the fact that we didn't go to print with it um, yeah. and and yeah. and missed and by a, and you know just a couple, a couple months, weeks yeah, later yeah. boom. Oh, imagine yeah. that. Jeez. This happened. So we're 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 taking advantage of that and Jeff's finally feeling better after an Orcapulco. It wipes him out. You know, he's so, so into it, but you guys should come man, for sure. It's like the super bowl of the alternative media. There, yeah, like all like the, po- a lot of podcast guys are there. It's a lot of fun. Um, get some good, uh, get some good, uh, guests there every single year. So I, and, and, and on top of that, let's not discount the fact that you can do ayahuasca there and you can get yourself, uh, totally demented like I have, or you can do the DMT sessions at night, or you can do the peyote sessions. So there's some, there's some interesting, uh, workshops going on after hours there. Last time we talked to you, I think you had just got back from doing an ayahuasca trip down there actually. Yeah. Yeah. What about the show? Are you doing that live? No, I'm doing pre-recording the show. Yeah. Don't ever go live. Just don't, no. <laughs> just, just don't do it. Stay away from video. Stay away from live. Well, he's doing video with yeah. his guests, but not his uh, solo ones. Right? Yeah. So, how was your yeah. ayahuasca experience in an Arcapulco or whatever it's called? Well, it was very barfy. You know, there's a lot of throwing up going on, uh, but it was it was pretty it was pretty intense. You know, I felt like I was uh, floating about like three inches above the ground. It was it was. Uh, you know, it's a more internal trip with ayahuasca where they don't have you, um, at least in this scenario, they don't have you socializing with people next to you too much. And it, we were in a room, but then as you, you'd go outside and go through, you know, off to the bathrooms and they had couches out there. So you'd sit out in the couches and maybe chat with someone. But for the most part, when you were in there, it was like very an internalized trip, you know. Um, but I had this, I just kept my, my trip was like, I had this overwhelming feeling. I needed to connect with some of these people that I'd been really good friends with in the past. And we just sort of lost touch. So I, um, there were a couple people I was, you know, thinking about and I was like, Oh yeah, I need to get, I need to, you know, reach out to that guy and, and see what's going on. So, you know, it was all very positive. Um, I could have, like I said, I could have done without the throwing up part. I mean, obviously it's, it's part of it you know, you, you have to go through that, but dude, it's intense. And Graham Hancock, I put a quote in that book that he's describing, uh, the taste of ayahuasca as being something like dirty socks, um, a pile of, uh, garbage, battery acid, and a hint of chocolate. And I was, and as I was drinking it, I was just, as I'm swallowing, I'm going, Graham's right. Oh my God, this is the worst stuff I've ever had. So, um, uh, but I, uh, <laughs> that being said, I highly recommend it. <laughs> you know, it's probably the worst sales pitch for ayahuasca you've ever heard. But, uh, well, but mushrooms uh, are the same. They just taste fucking awful, but it's just worth yeah. it. Just power through. Yeah, that's, that's how I've it. It's like, it's going to be bad. Listen, if it, it, it tastes this, it's like cough syrup, right? You drink it when you're, when you're sick and you're like, Oh, if it tastes this bad, it has to work. Right. So that's kind of how I felt with the ayahuasca. If it tastes this bad, I must be going to like a parallel universe in like 45 minutes. And that's exactly what happened. And I think it was, um, yeah, I think everyone should, should, uh, should give that a shot once in their life. 
Right on. Well, I think everyone should buy your first book for sure. And as soon as your second sure. book comes out, they should buy that too. Yeah. Are you and Jeff going to do the rounds to promote it after it comes oh, out? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll come back on. You know, he's a good Canadian boy. Although yeah, yeah. he's left you guys. He said, fuck it, I'm going to Mexico. Ah. Uh, and I, I suppose I can't blame him. But yeah, if people want to check out my podcast, it's called Macroaggressions. And you know, those motherfuckers uh, at the social media companies and the technology companies have screwed with us on the algorithms, you know, and downplayed all of our content and things like that uh, on YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. But, you know, one of the things that I found out when I got into the podcasting world was that when it comes to Apple Podcasts, the algorithm likes it if you give a, a high, you know, a five star rating and then you write a review. It sees that as making it a relevant show. So whoever's listening to this, go to the Gramerica um, page on iTunes and give them a five star rating and write something about it because it matters it to the algorithm. And these bastards have been using the algorithms against us. So I say we use it against them. Uh, I have no problem asking people to go to your show or my show and give me five stars and push it up so that we can get this information out to all like the normie people that just happen across it and listen to the Gramerica show for the first time and are mortified by it. And then decide that they want to listen a second time and then they, they start to like it. And the next thing you know, they're like really into it. So that's how we're going to win this fight. We're going to fucking rig the system against them. Great. The great uh, review war of 2020, the Algo yes. Wars, the Algo Wars of the 20s. <laughs> hey, you're doing a great job on your show. Uh, keep it up. Thanks. I'm going to have you guys on. Um, yeah, right on. Yeah. It's, I'm, I'm going to record some more in the next couple, couple of weeks, so I'll reach back out to you guys and then have you, you guys, if you don't mind, I would uh, love to hear what you guys think about it all. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, we'd, we'll do our best. We'll do our best to say something coherent on your podcast. Oh, I don't mind if you say something incoherent. It'll oh, be great. good. So, We're really good at that. Well, then we'll we'll make sure that we, we make that happen. That's like And our I appreciate you guys having me back on. It's always fun. I, uh, I could chat with you guys forever. Thanks, buddy. Right on, Charlie. Thanks for all your hard work, brother. Have all a right. good night. All right, guys. Take care. See you. Bye-bye. And that was our chat with the amazing Ooh. Charlie Murphy back again. Robinson. Charlie Robinson. Ha! Imagine <laughs> if we got Charlie Murphy on. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I don't either. Charlie Murphy is uh, the guy. Whoops. But anyways, that was good. Yeah, you think of who Charlie Murphy is, and I'll talk about uh, Robinson. No, that was great. I I don't know why I'd never really seen or, you know, seen him. So putting it together with the book. Yeah. And he's so much more laid back and chill than the yeah. book makes it seem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I thought he was coming out with a new, I thought I heard him on Sam Tripoli's podcast. Charlie Murphy was a Rick James bitch guy. I I'll kill coach. I don't even know that. Oh, come on. No. Rick James? Like Rick James? From the Chappelle show. He pretended to be, he was buddies uh, with Rick James. No, not really. Oh, that was, uh, is that Eddie Murphy's brother? Charlie Eddie Murphy's Murphy? brother, Charlie yeah, Murphy. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's right. The funniest man alive. Or that's something. right. I should have never right. gave you okay. niggas money. <laughs> Anyways, I misinterpreted, uh, the tinfoil hat show. And I thought that he was coming out with a new book on global warming the whole time. I forgot. Yeah, it was you really Jeff put me Berwick. in a pickle there because then you're like pursuing me I, to I get kept, the PDF yeah, of this book I, that doesn't exist. And then, I was like, <laughs> and then I realized, right. He's got his macro aggressions podcast and it's the dollar vigilante guy, Jeff Berwick, who I met at red great. pill, who I met at the red pill expo. He, he, he said he'd come on the show too. And I just, there's one of those guys just 
slip through the cracks. There's plenty of cracks oh, yeah. around here to slip through. Oh, That's yeah. the problem. Yeah. Big cracks. It's like easy to slip through crevices. cracks. There's crevices. <laughs> yeah. I always, have, I always have my belt a couple notches too loose. So there's cracks around. We're selling crack. Uh, speaking of support, America.ca slash support. We Review don't sell show. crack, so we don't have any, we don't have any crack yeah, money. We're not really selling crack. We're not really selling crack. We're just selling good vibes and content. We're not even really selling that. We're just doing it. And we're hoping that you guys will compensate us with the value we send out your way with a little value back our way over at America.ca slash support. There's a ton of different ways to support the show. Like, uh, Charlie and Graham just mentioned five-star review with a little typo about uh, why you like the show is a good way to help us tilt the algos, get up on the charts, get more people listen to the show since we're like, you know, shadow banned on all the shit. Well, this time though, we had Dell on, we didn't get hammered like we did last oh, time. Yeah, that's so, weird. so that's something's, good. Oh, we seem wrong. to be standing tall in our chart positions, which is good. Go over to gramerica.ca slash iTunes, review the show, rate the show. Push that up. Maybe we could get uh, we can get up even higher on those charts. Be great. Check out Charlie's book, The Octopus of Global Control. It's on our desk. Permanently lives there. It's like the Bible of uh, conspiracy quotes and global control. I feel like one day you should write the Bible of conspiracy qu- and UFO quotes. Yeah, maybe. Graham Dunlop, Graham Dunlop's official quote of the week. <laughs> we'll just take the quote from every episode. I wonder if it's on audio. Charlie, we shouldn't talk to Charlie about that. Ah, how do we not there ask him about the audiobook? We're usually pitching audiobooks every show. It's pretty big, though. We should have put it on the board. It's no bigger than the one you're doing now. It's going to be like 50 hours. <laughs> and then do it in little snippets so that when you download it, it's just that little snippet. It's not the whole thing. So That's not how it works, So You just got to submit it all to them. <laughs> but we can put it in our black budget and snippets. We could put That's it in the black budget and snippets. But we could have two but people doing it. One Charlie person probably reads wouldn't Charlie's give us writing, the rights to then, this book that we could release it on our own anyway. Yeah. And someone else reads the other. Yeah. That's a good yeah. idea. Maybe Michael. There Maybe. you go. Anyway, support the show. Love the show. Be kind to each other. Love each other. Go buy Charlie's book. Listen to Charlie's podcast. Uh, what else? Get outside. Get some fresh air. Yeah. I'm not going to tell you not Sunshine to wear a mask. Sunshine and that fresh seems, air. Just kidding. That seems a little over the top. I don't mind pushing back, but I don't want to give medical advice. Uh, Seriously, though, you should get outside, get some fresh air, just relax a little bit, love each other, listen to the podcast, support the podcast. Uh, What else? That's it. That's it. That's it. Have a good weekend. We love you. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Five pink flamingos and a few Flamenco dancers, they're in the kitchen, and they're baking day of the dead cookies, and I step into the kitchen, and I'm like, let me have a looky, see what kind of cookie you're cooking up, and they're looking up at me, skeptical, and I point next to my spectacles, and I'm wearing a Maroon Harvard t-shirt. Yeah, I know I'm a smart cookie, but I'm no psychic. You can come and ring my bell. But where we're gonna end up in the future, I can never tell. I can never tell. Me and five of my best friends. 
few of my enemies We're at the coffee shop And we're settling our differences Benjamin Otto Pulls out a game of Chinese checkers And he orders a cappuccino And I pick blue and he picks red And you pick yellow And I'm wearing a tie-dye peace-dye t-shirt Yeah, I know I'm a peacenik, but I ain't no hypocrite You can come and ring my bell But where we're gonna end up in the future, I can never tell I can never tell One bell One man And with my sense of smell, I can smell the salt in your tears I can sense your fears You're hoping for a bit of divinity In this worldly vicinity And you understand the fragility of the human vessel And you sit Indian style like a pretzel And you levitate to a transcendental state when you meditate And you levitate to a transcendental state when you meditate And you levitate to a transcendental state when you meditate Every week.